0: in the truck can hear me. Thank you very much for all your help tonight, all the cameramen, all hey, the McMahon, staff, thanks operators. To, thanks for hogging the whole show too, you know. I thought this was one of your worst efforts. From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation.
1: Another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston. And today, for episode number 90, we're going to go ahead one week in February of 1992, the February 22nd, 1992 edition of WWF Superstars of Wrestling. Well, the of wrestling would stick around for a little bit longer. And somebody else who is sticking around a little bit longer, the man who has joined me for all 89. Of these leading up to this, a man who is my best friend, my compadre, my amigo, and would definitely never bail on dinner plans to go see the Batman, Mister Keithy Langston, how are you? Uh,
2: commandatory, I'm doing I'm doing great, but I I do have to bail. I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, I double booked myself, and that happens from time to time. Uh, but we're making it work. We are going to go have brunch tomorrow um i believe you said um i I will be going to see the batman at 8 p.m tonight and probably getting out of the movie just as brunch is beginning because you said (laughs) it's a 21 hour movie so uh yeah i'm hoping i'm looking forward to it
1: i'm not familiar with that universe at all but like is batman riding on the titanic is that the uh premise of this movie
2: Um, i mean i believe so yes
1: um i believe he says he's the king
2: of the world and then, um, you know, Harry Potter shows up and waves his magic lightsaber. And then the next thing you know, uh, Dumbledore comes in and, and, and walks around with uh, Gandalf.
1: A shot for shot remake of Titanic, but only with Batman as as Jack. Um, I so, but uh, I was legitimately curious about this movie that lasts two hours and fifty five minutes for, <laughs> for fucking Batman. I mean, we're talking about Batman here. Imagine yeah. A- Adam West he'd be fucking hoofing it around at like, you <laughs> hit the two hour mark. Uh, Adam, we still got fifty five minutes to go here. I mean, that's not that's not gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> uh, I I just looked up the plot summary here. Uh, obviously, no spoilers since I again I don't know anything about this. When yeah. the Riddler. A sadistic uh-huh. serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Batman, oh, it just mm-hmm. says Batman, not the Batman, mm-hmm. is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Now, mm-hmm. that that last part there, I was talking with my wife about that this morning, and <laughs> uh, his his family's involvement is is Batman a Cuomo? I, I'm, asking, I'm, I'm asking this legitimately, <laughs> like. The, He's pretending to be orphaned because he's actually a Cuomo, and it's too embarrassing to be that well, part. Well, no, of that.
2: he no, he is orphaned, and the mythos of of the mythos of the Wayne family throughout, uh, depending on what retcon you're looking at in DC, is that they're benevolent people who have always been wealthy and have always tried to do good amongst the people of Gotham, and yada yada yada, which is why Batman kind of has, or I should say Bruce Wayne has this like you know, this, this feeling of he's going to be a good person and not a bad person type. I don't know. It's a bunch of bullshit if you want my
1: opinion. (laughs) Well, you really sold the movie well on that one. It's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) You should put that blurb on the movie poster. Like, come see the Batman. (laughs) Keith Langston, GFA live podcast says it's a bunch of bullshit.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I am excited for the people that are in the movie uh i I actually i have seen some other things with robert pattinson so he's not just no he's not just the kid from the the uh the, the the vampire movies no he is actually he's a pretty good actor uh it's got um paul dano is playing the riddler paul dano is a great actor he was he's you know he was in um what's the girl next door when he was very young, but then he went on to make some other kind of very odd, interesting, like artsy movies. So he's, he's a pretty good actor. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, which I will say is probably going to be, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, hmm. it's, Roxy, um, the guy
1: that's, Roxy, it's Roxy Roker's granddaughter.
2: <laughs> yes. No, it's uh, Jason Mimosa. Jason yeah. Mimosa's, uh, Jason Mimosa's, uh, current stepdaughter will probably be his next wife i'm imagining because they're only like two years apart <laughs> so um you know I'm, I'm i'm figuring that's gonna happen uh he had the old he had the old bull now he wants the young calf <laughs> so
1: well, I, l- I looked up jason mimosa or momoa or whatever the hell his name is it's like he looks like every freaking wrestler that's been developed since 2010 like oh he's got to... long black hair and a beard oh
2: <laughs> i you know what i i know that they're trying to i know that they in uh, the WWE in theory wants to promote uh, the Rock versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam for the true head of the table. I would give all the money in the world to Jason Momoa to have him come in and run a spot with with uh, Roman Reigns. I think that would be a much more engaging main event at SummerSlam. Jason Momoa versus Roman Reigns for the head of the table. It would be just. It would be the the two doinks angle from WrestleMania nine.
1: <laughs> well, I can buy that, but. In, in closing, I just want to say that I do not care for the fact that Robert Pattinson, a non-American, is playing Batman because you got you, – we, we watched a State of the Union earlier this week in which Joe Biden said folks about 188 times. But my point is there was a lot of buy American. We're going to do things in America to make America yes. better. It's like we can't even get a freaking American as Batman now. Mm. I mean look look at – I mean – You brought I'm, up so, the-
2: you brought up the state I, of the I, union. I,
1: I love how I care. I love how I care about that, but I don't care about Batman the movie. I just care about whether Batman is an American.
2: Well, you brought up the state of the union and the amount of times that Joe Biden said, "Folks, um, I just want to give an update." And uh, I lost the over under on the amount of times he said, "Folks." Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I, sh-
1: I should add that as a drop is, is Joe Biden saying "folks" Folks. Uh, you yeah. <laughs> know.
2: But. A nice, a nice little carryover from the Obama administration.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna we're gonna fire this up, and I gave you the option before we started. Rec- what the hell are you eating?
2: Nothing. It's a bag. Don't <laughs> anyway, worry
1: about it. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, the New York or Boston. But then I realized, oh yeah, we're gonna try to watch that MSG battle royal, mm. uh, from the February twenty third, ninety two msg show so it, it figures that we should have the event centers along with it um as for the sid versus hercules match uh you're not get, we're not we're not skipping past that because that does air on the april 4th edition of superstars in full oh. <laughs> so they did not clip a, a 30 second match
2: <laughs> nice well it's always good to see that
1: yep And now's the time of the show where we check to see if anybody has been taken out or added to the Superstars intro.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nope.
1: I still like how Warlord has two spots in here, even though we haven't seen him for a while. It's a shame. He's going to be appearing in Melrose, Mass, and you're going to be on your way to Italy at that time.
2: I know. Like, seriously? Although, I want you to go, and if you can bring a picture of me and have him hold the picture of me while you're standing next to him that would be wonderful
1: yeah but i got i got to do it i got to do it in such a way that i got to put your face on a milk carton and i want warlord to hold up the milk carton that's that's how we're going to do things
2: well so, you put haku you put haku's face on a on a vodka bottle so i'm assuming anything's possible
1: hey what yeah I did do that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I spent a lot of time carefully gluing it on, and then some of it uh, <laughs> some of it kind of went off there. So they're in Amarillo again, and apparently it's the helium capital of the world. Mm. And this leads to um, Mr. Perfect doing something very very strange. Coming uh, okay. I mean, up, he's wearing a suit. His tie is crooked though. Mm. Like like it's he's his his neck it, like i don't i don't know it, it, it just looks crooked to me do you agree
2: sure okay. like his neck and self were just the collar and the top
1: mm-hmm. yep yes. so vince is uh, running down the changes that took place last week
0: don't get me wrong mcmahon randy savage is a great wrestler maybe the second the third finest technician in the world wrestling federation And I'm not the kind of guy to suggest that Ric Flair and I know a thing or two about Savage that may affect his performance in WrestleMania. But Ric Flair and I do know a thing or two that will affect Savage's performance at WrestleMania. And when Ric Flair gets through with you, what are you doing? You'll be anything but macho. All
1: right. I, I have to admit, that is something that stayed with me, and I was like, holy shit, Kurt Henning did Whippets on WWF Superstars once. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the hell's done a Whippet in the last, like, 18 years?
2: That's right up there with with that Piper episode where he was, with the Halloween, what was it, the Halloween it was a Tuesday Night Titans or Saturday Night's Main event where he was where Piper was clearly coked out of his mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and, and, like, yelling at children and, yeah. and, and all, all that business. Yeah, perfect. Like, uh, I'm just gonna hail a bunch of helium on the on the air. Oh, fuck! Hey. <laughs> this is Saturday morning television. We we were a tougher lot back in those days, you yeah. know. <laughs> so so yeah, we're gonna get the entire Savage versus Jake Saturday night's main event match on this edition of Superstars, and Solid we are
3: match.
1: yeah we are a little short on the match side today because other than that Savage Jake match. Uh, we're only getting three three matches this week. Oh. But but one of them is going to have the yet unnamed Million Dollar Man and IRS team who had already won the tag titles, but they're holding back from the reveal. Which I, th- I think my theory, which I hadn't developed until we started doing this series, about they, they basically were keeping the titles in escrow until they realized that LOD wasn't going to get their shit together.
2: Right. Well, that's the same thing they did with the Rockers winning the tag belts. They got him off of the Hart Foundation because they thought Jim Neidhart was going to not re-sign, and then or, he did
1: or he was fired and they decided not to fire him because Stu put in a call or something.
2: Something to that effect. Yes. Yeah. And here's uh, uh cur- my currently least at, at this time, my least favorite wrestler at this time.
3: Mm.
1: Oh, Brett Brett versus um Ed Robinson, not to be confused with the Ed Robinson who was a member of the WBF. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah.
2: I was gonna say also, wasn't it wasn't Edward G. Robinson, isn't that the award that newscasters yeah. win?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's the uh, Edward Edward R. Murrow Award. Oh. The Edward G. Robinson is the Chief Wiggum Award for police uh, excellence. Oh. Yeah, where's your messiah now, Flanders? Yeah. <laughs> Not often. Uh, you, this, this is a good old days. A jobber in pink trunks with a bald spot.
2: Seriously, this guy looks like he stole Randy Savage's nineteen eighty six outfit.
1: <laughs> well, him wearing pink in there with Look, Brett. Got, no wonder why Brett's stars. super aggressive.
2: He's got yeah, stars he's, on his boots. This guy clearly lifted his gear from Savage.
1: No, I think I think he's cosplaying Brett with the pink. Brett's got stars on his boots.
2: Oh, Brett does have stars on
1: his. Yeah. Boots. Oh, you learn so you learn something new every day.
2: In fact, if I don't know if you can
1: tell, oh, 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 okay. Well, we don't do Piper Coke scales for, um, inset promos. Yeah, we don't we don't do it for inset promos because you're only gonna get 15 seconds, and it's really hard to evaluate. I mean, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need, need at least 30, 45 seconds to pu- fully evaluate and drug test Piper for uh, how badly he is, uh, how many garages he may have eaten. So, uh. <laughs> But I don't know the promos between these two guys. Uh, I- I'm looking forward to hearing more of it because I know I know you know the one that you remember is I remember when your mom made abalone sandwiches for us or whatever the hell it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there, but there's more to it. Only one piece of baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the only one that I remember? I remember them being good, but I don't. Well, because
2: remember... it was a, it was like it was it was. It was a sit-down interview at the podium. It was great. Oh, <laughs> like, that's right.
1: It was literally a sit-down interview where they like, yeah. sat on the edge of the, uh, yeah.
2: I think Piper sat Piper sat down, Mean Gene's looking at him, and then he goes, Come here, Brett! Come here, Brett! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sit
1: down next to me. I, I don't want to make it a thing where we gamble on every promo, but the question I'm asking <laughs> myself is, will Piper mention Brett's family in this in, in this 15 seconds?
2: The, yeah, absolutely. Oh,
1: Ooh, it's only fifteen mm-hmm. seconds. Remember, is, is is he gonna mention? Uh, is he gonna mention? You know, one of the uh, one of the women or whatever. Not Natty, but the one with the um, <laughs> the su- the super capital knockers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right?
2: If it's not Diana Hart, I don't know who it is.
0: Yeah. Here now,
2: Rowdy Roddy Piper.
0: Whoa, WrestleMania. Intercontinental Championship and Bret Hart. That's what's important. Mr. Hart. Execution of excellence. It's okay. Nice guy.
4: Me? I'm the meanest son of an unnamed goat you ever did see.
1: Well Wow. I mean, you know, that that was kind of subdued. That was fairly subdued, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe uh maybe somebody slipped him something. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, maybe that's right before the guy came with the Coke, like the eight ball. Like maybe that was like Piper's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting. And the guy's like stuck down at security. And, and Vince <laughs> is like, Roddy, we really need to get this in, in the bag. This is so Can you just help me out? And he went, oh, fine, Vince. And then when they a... cut the one for Madison Square and he's like. You
1: know? <laughs> he saw helicopters. I think yeah. this one is more of just kind of a medium roast coffee that he had caffeinated. But not too caffeinated, you a know nice, what I mean?
2: A nice flavor, not full bodied.
1: And there's and there's Brett picking up the victory, trying to win back your love. It, he
2: wasn't going to.
1: Yeah, it took him 28 years before he really earned your respect.
2: You know what? You're not that far off. I mean, it was it was when I went. I told you this story. I'm not going to tell you it again. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I well, told you the story when I went to go when I went to get his autograph, when his DVD came out Mm -hmm. and the kid behind me couldn't work my fucking camera. And I felt like an asshole because like I'm sitting there shaking Brett's hand and Brett, you know what? (laughs) This this is when, this is when Brett Hart won back my love because the kid couldn't figure out the camera. And then I was like, ah, it's all right, Brett. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Brett goes, no, 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 take the picture. And he called me back. (laughs) And I mean, dude, the guy had a line of people and the kid finally took the camera picture and I was like, Jesus Christ, Bret Hart really is a good guy. All these years I thought nothing but bad <laughs> thoughts about the man.
1: I just picture you you two, you're like shaking hands and you and you got like the motion going and <laughs> the picture's getting delayed so it goes like a bit of an awkwardly long period of time where <laughs> you're was, still shaking I mean, hands.
2: It was like I could I could feel the hairs on the back of his hands. It's like
1: Oh, all right. I, I
2: was able to. I could, I could tell you what Brett's fingerprints are at this point. You know, I mean, that's how long I was holding his hand. But it was, it was the man won my. He won back my love and affection, so much so that I compared him to, to to Nobel Peace Prize winning Jimmy Carter.
1: I, I I wanted to meet Brett not to get his autograph, but I wanted him. I wanted to get his fingerprints. <laughs> I wanted to do some police work. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't know why. So here's me, Gene, in the update. And uh, Gene's got his hangover glasses, but a tie that looks something halfway between the striped one and the target one. Hmm. So it's going to be all mania it's stuff. <laughs> yeah.
2: Looks like it has like sun bubbles on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For WrestleMania, World Wrestling Federation champion
0: Ric Flair will be defending against the macho man, Randy Savage.
1: Well, I see Savage still misses his old glasses, because... Uh, <laughs> but I I have a theory of why Savage is not wearing glasses in a lot of these promos at this time period. Okay. Because of the emotion involved in where mm-hmm. this story is going to go. And it it takes something away if you can't look directly into his eyes for the entire promo.
2: So you feel that Randy Savage's emotional level on this feud is at an such an intensity that he's not wearing his glasses, his trademark sunglasses. Right. However, he's wearing a jacket that says "Oh yeah" on it.
1: Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, you know, he and Liz were clearly having behind the scenes issues because they were divorced later in 92, mm-hmm. and he saw he saw this fighting for her love sort of thing as maybe beneficial to the marriage. Didn't work, but, you know. <laughs> they tried path main event sid justice one-on-one against the
2: immortal hulk hogan
1: i like how they made sid bigger than hogan there
2: <laughs> well i think sid is bigger than hogan isn't he uh
1: i think he's i think he's taller than him yeah holy shit hogan is oiled up there oh my yeah, god well,
2: hogan's also hunched over because he's doing the the pose there
1: gotta make sure- sid
2: Sid's got his hand on his hips and he's pushing his back. He's like, I'm going, I'm going to look as tall as I possibly can.
1: And, and he's not even doing the hillbilly gym thing where he puffs out his.
2: <laughs> no. Oh, that always looks so weird with hillbilly Jim Cause he, cause he kind of made his like abdomen real small looking. It was just weird. I don't know. Go back and look at some of those pictures of where hillbilly Jim's doing that pose. He's just, his whole abdomen midsection area just looks real odd.
1: <laughs> it does. Also odd is how Hogan is covering up the mania part of WrestleMania <laughs> with his hands. I don't know. You, 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 think, you think Vince, being the way that he is, he would have him cover up wrestle instead of mania. But I don't know. <laughs>
2: here, here, I have just one other. I know the answer is no, but I'm going to ask this question anyway. Mm-hmm. When they were doing these promo pictures, do you think that they were doing them together? Or do you think they were just separate no. and they were just like superimposing it?
1: No, they're, they're definitely they're definitely separate because Hogan looks like he's lit better. He looks like he looks like he got he's better lighting. <laughs> <laughs> he got. Uh, we're not talking about Piper anymore. Uh, <laughs> Ho- the lighting for Hogan's photo is better than the lighting for Sid's photo. I, I can tell. I can tell. And this goes into the whole slandering of Sid Justice. Yes. Which, by the way, in the intro, I forgot. Welcome everybody to another edition of and Sid Justice for all. <laughs>
2: Would you be? Would it make? Would it make Sid just? Would it make Sid Udy, the man? Just no, be. A
1: would be what? Oh, oh no! Uh, finish your thought. And uh, I was
2: gonna say, would it make you? Would you make you love the man even more if you found out that Sid was like a massive pothead, and that he was just like hanging out smoking weed with the boys in the back?
1: See, <laughs> I don't this think. Time? See, I don't think he is because there's no way he could be that character, and also, uh, and also take those substances. So that there's, there's, there's absolutely no way does Sid do anything uh Sid might have a a, 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 a crafted cocktail every so often <laughs> but not like you know hey the guy's got the guy's got a, a temple of a body there for God's sakes also he's got to get you know softball season is just around the corner and uh you know there's <laughs> he, he's got to play first base for somebody
2: <laughs> teaming up. Against I the
1: Undertaker. All right. Yeah, we yeah we have seen it. We've seen enough of that.
2: I thought we were gonna get a Sid promo or something.
1: On COVID. Well, we yeah Not we yet. well don't worry. These shows will always have Sid promos.
2: Well, the good thing is we get to hear your little winch once more. I love
3: that winch comment.
1: Well, I don't know if they're gonna include all of that. They're Hogan trying to make the tag. tag here it is! It. Oh.
0: had he's, he's taken a Hulk. Oh, wait a minute please'll be, like be a face-off if he touches beefcake, I guarantee
1: it Sid's been working on his face offs lately yeah Hogan, hmm. see everybody was always like I want to see a picture of Sid playing softball and I do have one picture of Sid playing softball. I would like a picture of Sid playing hockey. Sure. What can be going through Sid Justice's mind? My goodness, turning his back on Hulkamania itself. Well, he's probably thinking, "Oh, I'll get main event paychecks this way because it worked for works for Orndorff, Worked for Andre, yeah, seriously, Worked for Savage,
3: Worked for a whole
1: bunch of people before."
2: It, it would have been it would have been really interesting and in brown groundbreaking groundbreaking if mm-hmm. Sid. Oh,
1: well, we are we are trending towards that podcast that watches the same thing every single week. Because yes. He's, he's been, they, I'm glad they edited out the beefcake monologue about
3: yeah.
1: uh, about Sid. Oh, like not,
2: mullet log. <laughs> mullet log.
1: God, beefcake's hair is such a disgrace. <laughs> if you could break a window on your way out, that'd be great. <laughs>
2: that'd Be great. <laughs> I just want to see the the, the shaving cream shaving cream job to Sid right here.
1: Well, <laughs> it's. I mean, th- this kind of feels like maybe it was an insurance fraud, and Sid's just busting the joint out. <laughs> I mean, you can't really commit arson because you know there's there's a lot of witnesses there.
2: <laughs> she's she's it's brunch. She don't like Italians. Here
1: it comes. All right, yep, he, he's got the chair turned sideways. Oh no! They cut to Beefcake running uh, away, and now he turns around. Right, Sid, what's all that white stuff on your face?
2: Usually, usually Beefcake's the one with this white stuff on his face.
1: Hello. <laughs>
2: this is this was. I didn't realize that they they quickly ended both talk show segments yeah, like around yeah. the same time.
1: Yeah, and we're back to just plain old platform interviews, like it's the summer of '88. <laughs> I mean they should have brought back Craig to George. <laughs> well, I mean they were going to do Piper's Pit after Mania 8, but Piper was like, eh, I don't know if I, I worked it th- you
2: know? They
1: recorded them, but they didn't uh, they didn't they didn't actually air it. Like the the first one was Piper with the Brooklyn Brawler. And it's like, okay, we try to establish are we trying to redo the Frankie Williams thing except with uh, Piper as a face?
2: Yeah, Piper is a f- face was ne- it was never going to work with piper as a face it's just not it's not as it's not as fun it's not as fun when you have a face doing a, a, the shoot,
1: talk, a talk show, show. Yeah.
2: like beefcake got away with it because it was very gimmicky but
1: and, and it was the b show too
2: yeah but like brother love was a heel the you know like look at how fast they got rid of the funeral parlor after undertaker turned face you know
1: and Piper was only a face for about six months of Piper's Pit at the end of '86 and in '87.
2: Yeah, but it worked because oh, Tatanka! It worked because uh, they had the whole thing with with um, Adrian Adonis and having that the flower shop, so it kind of worked. Yep. It was like the, it was directly involved in like a and like a feud, so it made sense. But yeah, I mean, even the Snake Pit, Jake started off as a heel.
1: Yeah, and then. They did those up to about Mania 3, if memory... Oh, no, they did them afterwards, because in 87, there's that infamous one where Hogan gets misted by Killer Con that, like, only aired in two markets or something. Mm. And it's, like, entirely random markets, like Buffalo and Omaha.
3: Mm. Omaha, huh?
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: uh, I wonder... Peyton Manning was watching it.
1: It was in Omaha because the stakes were high. (laughs) Then, So here's Tatanka, who came running to the ring like he was fucking John Rocker coming in from the bullpen.
2: Hey, John Rocker. Is he gonna say something racist too? Uh,
1: it's highly unlikely, Jess.
2: Highly unlikely.
1: But he does he does get an inset promo because we haven't established like who Chris
2: Chappie. Is
1: yet? Well, that, and uh, if you're going to put him in WrestleMania, now we all know that eventually he's going to face Rick Martel, mm. who who inserts himself into a Piper Flare match in Worcester for some reason. <laughs> that that was my favorite part of reading those results. Is like, the fuck is Rick Martel like interfering in a main event match? Rick,
2: Rick Martel randomly, I happen
1: to be in the area, <laughs> uh, and and Martel. He has this weird feud with and I'm kind of interested to see what they do before Mania 8 because they have the match there. And then they come back to it at the Survivor Series later that year because Bartel yeah, because is because Bartel's mani- because busy the mani- with the other stuff. Yeah,
2: right. Like Mania 8 is not where he steals his feather and he's wearing it on his beret and all that. Yeah. That's Survivor Series.
1: Yeah, Tatanka was t- constantly getting his shit stolen. You know, I think maybe he needed better security. I mean, I'll save my thoughts on Tatanka and IRS for when we do the 94. Uh, 94 oh, please.
2: Can we, can we not? Because <laughs> there's, there's nothing I want to talk about less in this world than Tatanka versus
1: IRS. Well, don't worry. We got IRS coming up later on this show.
0: As the new leader of all Indian nations, both past and present, and the Amen. sacred wisdom bestowed on me from the great Chief Saban and the red hair symbolizing the bloodline of all Indian nations, I vow to take the wisdom to take me to the top of the World Wrestling Federation.
1: Wait a minute. he's He's the supreme ruler of all Indian nations past and present? Like, dude, you just fucking showed up here. Come on. First Peoples. (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) you just walk into a room and declare, this is fucking my house now.
2: Are you telling me that Tatanka is going in saying that he's the head of the table and the (laughs) tribal chief? Oh, looks like we booked the SummerSlam main event.
1: Hey,
3: Tatanka
2: Tatanka versus versus Roman Reigns for the head of the table.
1: You know, maybe maybe Tatanka will show up at Mania this year simply because the last time WrestleMania was in Dallas during the uh, the Andre Battle Royal, but Tatanka was in that. Oh yeah, at thirty two, a show that just ended about uh, thirty minutes ago. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I like know how <laughs> they played like six seasons of Cowboys football around the finish of WrestleMania thirty two.
2: Uh, they, you know, they're calling it. It's, it's now. So we've gone away from the numbers. We've gone away from the logos. Like we don't say like SummerSlam Pirate Ship anymore. Now it's SummerSlam Saturday, SummerSlam Sunday. Uh, so, not SummerSlam WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. Uh, Backlash WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania Money in the Bank.
1: <laughs> well. I mean, the funny thing to me is how people still like fans will still use the numbers, even if they don't. And that's that's going to continue for for a long time. But I do have some breaking news since our last. uh... So there are a couple of additional shows that I will be attending in in Dallas, in in addition to um, WrestleMania uh, Saturday and Sunday. On uh, Saturday morning, I will be attending the GCW Effie's Big Gay Brunch show. <laughs> that's right. That's, yes. a, spe- that's a spectacle yes. that I want, I want to be a part of. Yes. <laughs> and also, apparently, somehow I got roped into, on Thursday night, going to the first uh, of the uh, Joey Janela Spring Break uh, shows. Oh,
2: so. well, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so, real quick, I just want to... <laughs> I love talking – whenever my brother starts talking about wrestling, it always makes me smile because my brother really – he's a very casual watcher of professional wrestling. So last night, there was nothing else better on TV, so my brother was watching SmackDown, and they had a promo for the biggest WrestleMania match in the history of WrestleMania matches ever, and it's Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, the unification championship matchup, the biggest ever of all time, right? So my brother goes – hmm, Hogan and Andre, Hogan and Savage, Hogan and Warrior, Rock and Austin, and then, he start, and then he started naming like a whole bunch of other matches that weren't main events at WrestleMania. Like he said, like Triple H versus Mankind. I was like, no, wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't the main event. That was kind of part of a main event. But he started listening. He goes, Are all of those matches less important than a part-time wrestler? Who wrestles three times a year Versus a guy that nobody likes
1: <laughs> I mean I I was waiting for you to say That your brother said uh, Kept going down the list and eventually reached Demolition versus Tenru and Kato. <laughs> Comes to Port and Wrestlemania matches but Bob I mean, Backlund Versus Razor Ramon
2: <laughs> How about just Doink versus Crush Hey. I mean, seriously, though, is like the the balls on on wrestling on WWE to say that this is the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. It's just something seriously? You say.
1: It's just something you say. I know
2: it's 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 like being engaged. It's something you say, you it's know, I'm engaged.
1: It's something you say, like beta carotene. I mean, it doesn't That's really right. mean anything. Yeah. I mean. uh. And, but and I just—I
2: yeah. laughed at that. I laughed at that very much. So I said, "Seriously, he's—he's he's got a point." Like, anyway.
1: So, uh, how do we get started on that? Oh yeah, Tatanka saying that he is the ruler and master of all Indian peoples, past, present, he, future. Yeah,
2: but he's not the ruler and master of the world.
1: Like, that was a heel. Objectively, to me, that was a heel promo. It's like, who's this guy? Think he is? So fucking delusional. <laughs>
2: I do oh, well. like, however, I do like that we that Native Americans are not
1: treated as heels anymore in wrestling. Actually, I one thing is I do think that they treated uh, Chavez's heritage with with appropriate levels of respect, and sure. I, I I think that that's a good thing. It wasn't you know some buffoonish cartoonish Chief J Strongbow thing, which you'd say, well, Pete, that guy was crazy over, and yeah, he was. But just because the dude was crazy over doesn't mean that maybe we should – maybe we should do things differently going forward. Hmm. That's uh, – oop. <laughs> Sorry, I just covered the screen there for a second. Well,
2: I – also, Trombo's not a real Native American,
1: right? No, he's – he was a he, – he's full, full-blooded full Italian. He should have been in the FBI.
2: Yeah. But Wahoo McDaniel is – so – but Wahoo had – Wahoo was never in WWF, right?
1: Uh no. Uh yeah, he may he may have been there very, very briefly at one point, like, like as by, an prior no, prior to the eighties. But oh, okay. but yeah, I mean they had their slot filled and Strongbow was over enough. So they just never <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at the WBF magazine and
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, <pal>. hey, at <laughs> least they they put three chicks on the cover and in the bottom right it says Sex in large letters in gym, under that, or it says maybe it says Gyme. I don't know. What's a GYM? I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's, it's Jim gym not Jim as in Jim Hellwig.
1: <laughs> Sex with Jim. Oh, it's telling it's telling us the Warriors coming back. No, the, wa- <laughs> the Warriors Sorry. the Warriors not coming back, as we all know. It was somebody completely different, which we'll get to we'll get to on the WrestleMania Eight show. Sure. Yeah. Maybe a callback to one of our bits from our first shows.
2: Somebody completely different. Yeah. It shows you
1: everything
0: you should wear to make the most of your muscles, Mr. Perfect. Well, that's
1: <laughs> Vince McMahon telling people what to wear, coming off the Zubaz era of prime time wrestling the year before. I-,
2: I will say, however, that the Tatanka theme music goes very well with uh, looking through the book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put on some Tatanka. So you sent me a text the other day that you were listening oh. to like every WWF oh. theme or something.
2: I was having a fabulous day listening to theme <laughs> songs from the uh Joe Joe Johnson, J- Jake Joe Johnson era. Or whatever. Jim
1: Jim, Jim Johnston. Yes. Jim
2: J. Bullock era. <laughs> I was having such a good time. I was listening to some of your favorites. Uh Beware the Bull, mm-hmm. uh, which was the El Matador theme, uh Mount Up, which is your which is your Mounty theme pre Wear the Mount. <laughs> the one that Gorilla didn't like, and then I was, and then I listened to some Poetic Devastation, which is Virgil's theme song. Oh, I was having a blast that morning; it was great.
1: <laughs> where did they get the like? Where did they come up with that title for, poetic, for Virgil's yeah, poetic name?
2: Poetic Devastation. I don't know. It's not like he had like a a rapping gimmick or a or a poetic po- Poetic Devastation. I don't. Oh, maybe because. It was like poetic justice that
3: he, oh
1: yeah,
2: he, he I don't know what, like, uh, broke away from from Dibiase maybe. I guess I, that must be it.
1: I I just like how the Mountie's name, uh, the name of his song is Mount Up because it yeah. makes me think oddly of the song Regulate by Warren G because of the part <laughs> after at the at the end of the intro, regulators mount up. Mount up. <laughs> It was a clear yes. black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts yeah. for the eve. So I get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls. They ain't no need to shriek. All you skirts know what's up with 213. Thank you. Thank you I for can't allowing.
2: we're not in love anymore. <laughs> uh, I keep- forget never gonna be the uh-huh. same again uh-huh.
1: oh we're in the event center that you know? was fantastic yeah. Pete. i'm very proud of you you knew
2: all that you are going to see
1: look I'm, ver- I'm very any song that came out my freshman year in high school i'm extremely familiar with yeah
2: man that was great square
1: garden i'm just gonna okay oh, yeah. i want
2: to clap, clap, clap. clap for you on that anyway yeah go ahead
1: we're in the event center the, the show at msg was the uh, sunday afternoon at 1 30 and uh and, yeah, we're, we're going to try to watch that Battle royal a little bit later. Sweet. We, we know they're still advertising LOD for it, even though they were not going to be involved.
0: Wrestling Federation champion Ric Flair, also the Intercontinental title holder, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. And right now, some of the other combatants are standing by with more on this incredible match. We'll start it off with the big boss man.
1: Oh, OK. Sounds idea. good to me. I mean, you're going to get the wrong idea. <laughs> these, uh, there's, there's something that I love about you know a, a huge multi-person match where you just get random people weighing in who you know have zero percent chance of of winning the match. Sure, I mean, y- and you're gonna see it here. I mean, we're we're gonna get it probably a Hogan promo because you got to have at least one of the top guys. But I I like that we get to hear from from the boss man and some of these. Lesser Although the shine, boy, the shine really came off the boss man really fast, didn't it? Mm, yeah. So will it, will he say anything in a weird accent?
2: He he might say idea. Okay. That's a, that's all I got.
1: What's the big idea of having a battle royal? All right,
2: wait, real quick.
1: <laughs> Make everybody or, work twice.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say this is a good bet here. Yes or no? Um, is he is is he wearing his baseball hat?
1: Uh, I'm going to say no, because I think he starts phasing out the hat around this time. Okay. He, they were still using the picture, the little driver's license photo, but th- I, I, I think he's not going to be wearing the hat.
2: Okay. All right. I will take that he is wearing the hat.
1: Okay. All right. Let's see. The big- ah, <laughs> no hat. <laughs> All right. 7,500.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: 7000. Oh, I know that's we can't stop back that, that
1: way. Yeah, you you were you were in real trouble there for a while. I was, was going to have that brunch tomorrow would have been an intervention. You would have been like Chris. It,
2: it would have been really funny if you just the lady comes with the bill, he'll take that over there. My my <laughs> friend'll take the bill. Ooh, 1185. Got to play that number.
1: <laughs> we can't we can't have you going out back and under tipping the, the server and then getting into an argument and potentially uh, having an argument the waiter says something to you you take uh, exception to it I mean
3: mm. oh, oh! I <laughs> <laughs> and all,
1: all hell breaks loose
2: we can't have that
3: <laughs> can't, <laughs> only can't, if, can't, only, right. yeah.
2: only if you go <laughs> gotta play that number <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes well
2: what's a big what, idea
1: yeah all right, so, let's
2: hear what the boss man has to say.
1: Yes, sorry, I I, I lost my spot in the video here, and uh, I'm letting it uh, go back to its uh, regular spot. And Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, Mooney, we already heard that. I'm just not hitting fast forward for like six seconds here.
2: And Hulk Hogan.
1: There's no Hulk Hogan, but no Beefcake Baba because don't hit him, please.
2: <laughs> that's what I feel like. That's something that goes unnoticed a lot. Is because it, because Bobby follows it up with that classic, he's going to be a face-off line. Is that Vince going? Don't hit him,
1: please. I, I would have been nice if if Vince had paid tribute to the beginning of Kid Two. And he said, "Sydney, you're hurting him. <laughs> he's sorry. He really is, Sydney. Sydney, oh. please.
2: <laughs> you're hurting him."
1: All right, Bossman, another thing we could bet on is will we be able to see Bossman's chest below the uh, uh seatbelt strap? Sure. And we we can't, but it's holding on for dear life. <laughs> like I think it's going to come loose during the promo. The strap. it is what it is. It's the it's the seatbelt. It's the, it's the, it's the shoulder to the uh to the lap belt. Yeah. Was
2: that re- was that really like a, a thing that either police officers or prison guards have?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'll think so. will have to watch Shawshank again. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, I think it's just something to keep his gear together because otherwise that shirt would have just come off every match. He would have yeah. been like a walking Lex Luger promo from early 88. I'm sorry, Barry. I got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> takes his shirt off every time. All right. We've stalled enough here.
0: Sorry, Barry. The big boss man's been in law enforcement for a long time and I've had to deal with all kinds of situations, such as riots. Well, that's what we're going to have in Madison Square Garden. We're going to have a battle royal. It's going to be the same thing as a riot and law, order, and justice is going to be there, right in the thick of it, dishing out what I do best, and that's hurting people. Plain and simple fact, there's a lot of lawbreakers and a lot of rule breakers that are going to have to serve hard time, and I'm going to make sure of it. For every man, woman, and child in them stands.
1: All right. Well, uh,
2: he kind of said, said "riot," weird. Like he went right. <laughs> so and then that almost said
1: that said, almost came off like a heel promo. There, I think.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, look at it. look at the look on his face right here. He looks angry.
1: Well, I think he's somebody who doesn't realize that uh, Jerry Sags is directly behind him on the screen. Now, I know they, is that they did the the cross wipe there.
2: All I know is that if you ever take a trip. Down to Cobb County, Georgia. Mm-hmm. You better read the signs and respect the law and order,
1: or you'll be serving hard time. And you know what? I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna put you through hard time. Mm-hmm. Except I'm not sending you to prison. I'm just gonna make you watch this nasty boys promo <laughs> at at regular speed.
3: Uh, <laughs> you know I can't wait, baby, for the twenty 20- minutes.
0: Jimmy, uh, no. that no good town's asleep that the nasty boys hit it. Look out, yeah. big city,
5: because the nasty boys are coming The nasty size 18 other geeks and you get to watch. <laughs> hey, J.C. telling me to <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Jimmy's telling me to
0: calm down, <laughs> but I can't. It's a battle and you got the nasty boys <laughs> and we're going out to tear people's faces off, so watch out.
1: I don't know what Nobbs' blood alcohol level is there, but I'm gonna say it's above the legal limit.
2: <laughs> he had the friggin' DTs there. What the hell was he doing? He was shaking like he was oh my god, I hate
1: I hate Brian Nobbs. I hate him. <sighs> <laughs> and and now we got the British Bulldog still with his uh, cartoon bulldog logo that forces me <laughs> to not take him seriously. All right. Will will he
3: <laughs> I was gonna say here it goes.
1: <laughs> Will he mention the warlord during this? Because the warlord's in the battle royal.
2: I thought you were going to say, "Will he mention Royal Albert Hall?"
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, royal, those are the two questions.
2: All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say no on the warlord. Okay. Yes on Royal Albert Hall.
1: Okay. I'm going to say no and no because I think they were like Davey, No, nobody gives a fuck about the Robert, Royal Albert Hall thing anymore. Please, please stop mentioning it. <laughs> Like, people give a shit more about fucking uh, uh, Sarah, the Duchess of Pork. I mean, excuse me, the Duchess of York than they do of, uh, yeah.
2: Everybody um, wants to be on. (laughs) What? (laughs) You can see see his his armbands, his Brutus bands are fading.
1: A little, yeah.
2: Okay. Here we go.
0: Okay. Top of that ladder in the World Wrestling Federation. And to get there, you've got to be in big matches. Like the battle royal in the Madison Square Gardens, twenty World Wrestling Federation athletes all in the ring at the same time. But the British Bulldog is going to be victorious because I want the victory and the prestige.
1: Did we already see that promo? I think we I feel did. Like we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh Davy Boy. They're just like, you know what? We're not going to get anything better out of him. <laughs> we'll just re. <laughs> we're just going to rerun this promo.
2: I just love how Vince looked at this guy and said, "This is the guy." like you thought this was the guy oh
0: hold on davy boy smith one of the most massive superstars in the world wrestling federation set to take on 19 other individuals in the 20-man over the top rope battle royal and keep in mind once the bell sounds it is every man for himself
1: well uh, unless of course sid comes up behind hogan and eliminates him in which case we we forget the every man for himself thing and say that he's a conniving sneak Yes. You know, that's how Battle Royals are supposed to work. Oh, you get vault. Oh, Suburban Commando. Oh. You don't
0: want to miss the video that's going to be available this Wednesday. It's the Hulkster with entertainment, no doubt, from out of this
1: world. We're not going to mention that The Undertaker was in it because he was technically wasn't under contract when it was filmed.
2: I, I love how Vince was just so, like, laxadaisical about promoting that. Because he knew how bad the movie was, and he was just so disappointed.
1: Well, I don't think I don't think it was his bit either. I mean, Vince had a hand in No Holds Barred, but he didn't have a hand in that.
2: He didn't get like a producer credit on that.
1: I don't think so. Oh. Dude, dude. I mean, it probably allowed them to get better actors like Christopher Lloyd. Yes. And and Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> Elizabeth. Olsen oh no Peggy Olson. Uh, I'm sorry I get her Elizabeth Moss is, is Peggy Olson in Batman and I, I get yes. that so here here's Money Inc but they're not Money Inc yet and in Mel Phillips uh, so <laughs> uh, a rare DiBiase thing where no Sherry and no Jimmy Hart either so and this, no million dollar belt really
2: I don't think he had the million dollar belt on
1: is that right hmm
2: This is kind of weird because you don't think of you don't think of Money, Inc., you know, being together without Jimmy.
1: Well, he probably didn't want IRS all over his ass saying, did you pay the uh, luxury tax on those uh, on the million dollar belt? Mm.
3: Oh, Uh, no. Uh, uh, no, no, no.
1: He's up. No, we we, we can hear it. He's up. He's up. up. It's okay. It's going to be okay, Keith. Don't worry. Boy, where are you where are you you're in that place you're in that place <laughs> where are you where are you uh, i'm here, but, I'm but here. You're, no no you're not you're in that place you're in that place, in in that that place.
2: place. yes I, I love you
1: <laughs> god i feel dirty just quoting it
3: what's this
4: yes it is true that things come
0: bigger in texas that's why some of the biggest tax cheats in the world are found right here in Texas.
1: Hey, did you know that uh, Texas is actually an anagram for the word taxes? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, now, this is actually a decent segue because I can discuss the bachelor party in Texas last week. Oh. Because I, I mean, it, yeah, it's interesting seeing DiBiase and IRS together for the first time on TV. No, it's- but I mean, look, it is it is what it is. <laughs> but, um, a, a good time had by all, in spite of the fact that it was 37 degrees the entire time, and Austin is not a city designed for 37 degree temperatures. Oh God. Um. Went to, as all bachelor parties do. Uh, we went to the Lyndon Johnson Library on Friday afternoon, <laughs> and um, what what an experience that was from start to finish. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, st- starting with the fact that I, we rented a car. We had five of us, and me, uh, being the crafty veteran, decided to make myself the driver, knowing that we weren't going to be driving to places at night it meant that if i was driving everywhere i wouldn't have to cram 3 you know 3 people in the back seat and be one of them yes. i would constantly be in the driver's seat
2: Smart move.
1: so we go to the linda johnson library where you have to pre-order tickets for mm-hmm. it and uh, as we approach the door uh, it's like a designated time that you can go in uh, for whatever reason and sure enough we get to the door and somebody like, Anybody got extra tickets? Anybody selling? Like, the scalpers at a presidential library?
2: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Like, what the hell? And they're like, no, no, we're we're going in. But the library closes at 5. So we're like, all right, well, we got to rush through everything here. I I spent way too much time in the Lady Bird Johnson exhibit, (laughs) which, like, they, like, had a thing of, like, her social calendar. Yeah. Holy shit. She was she was getting around.
3: <laughs> like,
1: there was about like ten different dudes' names on like for various days, for like within the course of a month. Like lunch with so and so. It's like really, yeah. I bet I know what you had for dessert, <laughs>
3: Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, I'm sorry. I know we. I don't. I don't want to turn GFA live into defame the first ladies between the Nancy Reagan blowjobs and. Uh, and Lady Bird Johnson, but she—I don't know. Also, all white women before 1960 looked alike. I—I I, I am firm in my conviction on
2: this. I—I guess my question is—is—is is, is there like was there discussion that Lady Bird Johnson was sleeping around with people?
1: Well, before she—before she was married—is—is is what what it was. It was like when she was in college. He—he he proposed to her on their first date, like. Who's he thinking he is? Bob of Bob Heck Entertainment? Jesus. But anyway, like, as I said, they close at 5. DBS with the Million Dollar Dream and lets it go. They close the museum at 5, but at 4.45, these freaking, like, security guards start tracking us all down. Like, hey, hey, you gotta move along. You gotta move along here. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? It's like, um, I thought it was open till 5, and they're like, no, you gotta get out of here. And I, I turn to my friend. I'm like, Jesus, if he had shown this much fucking gumption, if Johnson had shown this much gumption getting troops out of Vietnam, perhaps he would have gotten fucking reelected. But it's instead, you know, we're uh, it, we, we were allowed to browse the gift shop where I was yeah. interested in buying a pen, like a replica pen of like what he signed the Civil Rights Act with. But yeah. no, those are fifty dollars. So instead, oh, instead, I bought two pens, which had inspirational um, Lyndon Johnson quotes. Yeah, believe it or not, that does exist. I bought, a blue uh, pen, I bought a red pen and a blue pen, and I'm holding the blue pen right now. Hmm. And it says, our mission is to – our mission is, ellipsis, dot, 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 to right wrong, to do justice, to serve man. President Johnson, March fifteenth, 1965. And I'd like to think that we're doing that on this podcast because we are doing plenty of Sid Justice on this uh, <laughs> finally brought it back there yeah (laughs) did
2: did they have the uh the car that he would drive where he it was like the amphibious automobile in the museum Um,
1: i didn't see it because i never got up i never got to go to the top floor for like the replica oval office because i i was literally getting in the elevator and the guy kicked me out Uh, like and i almost left my jacket there because as i said it was 37 degrees you needed you needed a jacket
2: you love leaving jackets
1: places. Uh, what, what are you talking Oh, because I did it that one time at the Yard House? That was because I was wasted, not because I was getting <laughs> thrown out of there. Yeah. Oh, that.
2: oh, here comes the, no, because comes the start. Yep, here's the start of, oh, it's usually IRS that takes the money.
1: Yeah, DiBiase put it in his mouth and then took it out and handed it to IRS. It's very now, unsanitary.
2: I know that would do this and then irs would take it and say you gotta pay tax on that and then (laughs) i know that sherry would take it out and put it in her breasts Mm -hmm. did virgil always steal it or did did the guy actually did the jobbers during the virgil era actually get to keep the money
1: i think sometimes they did get to keep it and sometimes virgil would take it back so we're we're back at the event center to secure tickets,
0: it gets all the action live tomorrow afternoon when it starts at 1.30 p.m. at Madison Square Garden. A
1: 20-man over-the-top rope battle. Yeah, we, we know, Sean. The...
3: <laughs> what
2: I, oh. I, I, I realized, having watched these shows with you, just how much they went to the events. They literally went to the event center like almost after every single man.
1: No, well, no, three times per show. After the second match, after the third match, and then after the final match. Oh, okay. That's well, uh, three uh,
2: times is a lot in an hour.
1: Hey, you learn you learn a thing or two about WWF formatting uh, when uh, when you do a podcast for as long as I have. As sure, just past the five year anniversary of it. Didn't oh. really remark on it at the time, but.
2: happy anniversary!
1: And we're approaching the two year anniversary of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know you're very know you're very excited for that.
2: Happy anniversary.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're going to get Flair up first. So oh. Okay. Is Perfect going to be wearing his fucking windbreaker, or is he going to be wearing a uh, suit?
2: I'm going to say suit because Flair's the champion now. Yeah. So all that suit money's coming in.
1: Really depends when they recorded this. You know what? Fuck it. His windbreaker is always on my mind, so I'm going to say that he's wearing it.
3: Okay, and then, we go. and then we get
1: a sub question of how far down can you see? <laughs> All right, I got I got I to stop this. These fucking three hour shows where I'm constantly <laughs> making everything too granular. Ah, he's got the windbreak. <laughs> Just. Just f- for the record, when I was when when I watched this show uh, several weeks ago, I actually watched the Boston version. So I I don't really know what's coming up on the New York uh, event centers. I just know uh, that it's all battle royal promos.
2: I don't know why I keep betting with you because I forget that you pre watch these shows.
1: But You're I don't remember anything. You were yeah right
2: team. bullshit. <laughs> hey, Her. speaking of wait, speaking of Flair, real quick, I I, I think OVP. Put on their Facebook page today, or Twitter, or whatever. They tweeted out a picture of Sherry wearing the Ric Flair robe. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I and, and it looked, everybody's comments were like, "Up, oh, she was she had to put something on after being with Rick." And I just wanted to write back, but I knew that only you would get it. Is no, she was wearing that with her husband.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she she like, can I borrow that? Yeah. That was
2: Valentine's Day at the Martel home.
1: <laughs> yes. She just happens to be naked under that thing, wearing a piece of Ric Flair's clothing. There's nothing untoward at all.
2: (laughs) He borrowed it from Flair so that she could wear it for her husband.
0: Mm. (laughs) February 23rd, Madison Square Garden, Battle Royal. All the big men are going to be there. Hulk, Bulldog, Boss Man, Justice. There are a lot of big men, but nobody stands taller than you, Rick. Thank you very much, Mr. Perfect.
1: <laughs> that was actually very nice. I, I like that a lot. That was very <laughs> complimentary of Mr. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Perfect looking. I mean, I don't know. I, I hate the windbreaker, but he looks, he, he looks good and smug here. I, I love it.
2: <laughs> but I do like how the windbreaker is three quarters of the way down, unzipped. So you can, <laughs> like, see, you, you can almost see his navel.
1: He's not breaking any wind. By, by wearing that that way. I mean, no, it's, he's,
2: it's, break, it's, he's probably breaking wind all right.
1: Maybe <laughs> you ever fart during an event center promo and have it air. That would have been funny.
2: That would have been funny.
1: Who would have been the most. maybe would have been Warlord the first that, that would
2: have done it, huh?
1: <laughs> maybe I'll ask Warlord that when I meet him. Did you ever fart during an event center promo?
2: <laughs> who would have uh, been the wrestler to do it? I'm going to go with Fred Ottman.
1: Duggan. Because Dug- Duggan has the volume and he has the fart capacity to make it happen, I think. Duggan feels like a guy who cut a lot of farts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the World Wrestling
0: Federation <laughs> champion on tour, Hogan, Undertaker, Justice, Piper, makes no difference, boys. The champs in
1: town. Woo! All right. Now we got Piper. and
2: He left out Savage there.
1: Savage isn't in the Battle Royal. That would be why. I mean, why address people who aren't going to be there? I mean, you know, just, just say it. But coming up, we, we we now I can see the logo for the the H for Piper yes. Hot Rod. Ah. Yeah. So okay. uh, the Roddy Piper Coke Scale makes its return, brought to you by CarMax, making car buying easy. I'm not getting any money for this, so I'm just you know, going to say it. So on a scale from 0 to 14, how coked out is Roddy Piper? 0, meaning perfectly sober, almost kind of like what he was in that inset promo on Brett earlier. 14, meaning he ate a three-car garage, which I can assure you, Keithy, do exist because there's one nearby where I live. Probably about a quarter of a mile away, a three-car garage. I'm fascinated with that house. And did, if Roddy Piper ate that, it would be a 14. So what do you think this is going to be? I'm, again, I'm against all better judgment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 10 and a half because he's gonna conserve he's got to conserve some energy for the Brett promos. Uh,
2: 17.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
3: <laughs> Good lord!
1: Mama
0: told you not to come. Yep. She's wrong this time. Battle royal. Madison Square Garden. You know how I train for battle royals in New York City.
1: Well, I think we've established that.
3: <laughs>
1: we, 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 Roddy, let's let's just say I sniffed that out a long time ago. Hiyo.
0: I drink myself a big glass of skim milk and I'll walk a real slow from hell's kitchen to Harlem without a mark. New York City, there's only two people tough enough to wear a kilt, me and Miss Liberty. She stands high in a garden so high. Oh, you see, he,
2: he admitted it. <laughs> stands so high.
1: Uh, by the way, I, I looked up skim milk. For yeah. um, is it a
2: uh, is it an analogy? There is
1: a, there is there is a <laughs> listing for skim milk in the uh, in the Urban Dictionary, a slang term for lesbian sex. So I don't know. I th- I think that's hmm. just coincidence. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh...
2: Hmm. Right. uh, just just also just for your own uh, understanding. Um, Hell's Kitchen to Harlem, it's only like four miles long. So it would take Piper about an hour and a half if he's Walking at a regular pace. Uh, maybe if it's real slow. Really? Eh, maybe maybe two and a half hours. However, I will say that you do have to walk through like all of Central Park. So maybe it's not terrible. But yeah, it's only four miles, Piper. It's not like you're walking from like, you know, Brooklyn to Staten Island or something like that, you know. A,
1: a cocaine-fueled pace. So,
2: <laughs> But he does have to walk all the way. But see how smart Piper is, is at this time in 1992 – Central Park was still kind of like a pit, you know. I don't think Rudy yeah. Giuliani had fully cleaned up New York City yet, Manhattan. So Piper saying he walked from Harlem to Hell's Kitchen—if you know New York City—he has to walk through Central Park. So technically, that would be a way to train for a battle royal. So he's not wrong. He's just, you know, you got to think about it a little bit.
1: It's like a hundred blocks. I mean, you—the border of Harlem is 110th Street. As we learned from Die Hard with a Vengeance, call me when he crosses one hundred and tenth Street. That's a white man with white problems. <laughs> <110th Street. laughs> yeah. and, Hell, and Hell's Kitchen is down in Lower Manhattan, so. Yeah. But like I said, he has to walk through Central Park. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know. So it looks like we got Undertaker because, like, we we can see on the the wipe effect. The, sure, can. The, the U N in Undertaker. Uh, So, once again,
2: he's going to fuck this up and not say he's got 19 holes for 20 (laughs) souls or something. He's going to fuck it up like
3: he did the rumble.
1: Or what he said, Scott. Scotsman. (laughs) That's like, oh, oh, what the? Like, this guy isn't a very good promo yet. He's going
4: to fuck everything up.
1: Exactly. Scotsman. (laughs) Scotsman. Why don't you stop talking for a while? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you you sit this next few plays out? (laughs) Like, uh we're gonna turn you face later on this program, but um <laughs> we don't know what to do with you right so now. Cut a tweener program, right? A tweener promo right now. All right, let's see what he does.
3: Oh yes, the battle royal and the historic Madison Square Gardens
0: one by one, nineteen bodies carried out at the
3: hands of my undertaker.
4: Carried out some maimed, some mangled, but all will be destroyed
1: mm. that night. Pick- mm. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks, Mark.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> 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 Sean
1: under the <laughs> of- hey, Mooney had a better line. Hey, Mooney had time to come up with that.
5: The excitement of this incredible event.
1: So, so apparently Vince is going to induct We're Undertaker and my wish m. won't get fulfilled. But apparently uh, Maven is going to be at WrestleCon.
3: There's oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see if I can. No, I'm not going to WrestleCon. I'm, I'd like to leave part of my schedule open when I'm there. Thank you very much. In
3: the- mm.
1: Yeah.
2: How far away is uh, Dallas from the LBJ Museum?
1: Uh, no. The LBJ Museum is in Austin. Uh, Austin and Dallas are like three hours apart. Oh. But there so is say,
2: maybe maybe you could go back down there and get to see that top floor. No,
1: no. I'm gonna go to the Bush 43 Library. I'm gonna relive my twenties. <laughs> like, oh, we're 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 invading a sovereign country under uh, false pretenses. Luckily, no other country will try and uh, do that.
2: And what are you gonna do when you go to the Bush 43 Museum?
1: Just walk around. I'll check out the Laura Bush exhibit. <laughs> see what her see what her social calendar was like back in the day.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you had said to me the other day you were gonna take a shit on the lawn. <laughs> oh
1: well. look. I, I I was only gonna do that if the bathroom wasn't operating. I and was-
2: I advised against it because you don't wanna take a shit on the lawn of the of a presidential museum unless you're going down to Mar a Lago. But that's you know,
1: Instead of heck of a job brownie, it would be heck of a brownie, Pete. <laughs> heck of
2: a job brownie.
1: <laughs> don't you remember he said that? Said that to the guy for the Katrina thing, like uh, yeah. The, I know. New New Orleans is completely underwater, but yeah,
3: okay.
1: All right, Oakland with the WrestleMania report. So now we're gonna get the promos in earnest. I don't think we're gonna get like Bulldog and Berserker promos, but we'll, we'll get we'll get the main guys. We'll get our we'll get our Sid. We'll get our Hogan. We'll get our. And, and it, it does mean we get to play the Hogan game again.
2: <laughs> well, I'm 0 for 2 today, so. Yeah. What do I owe you now?
1: Oh uh, well, 000? you know, you know what? We're we're, we're just going to be at zero for right now. Okay. But I I am for the Hogan stuff. I I wasn't kidding on Twitter. I am going to start charging you three points above the vig. Okay. I know it might seem unreasonable.
2: No, it I I did,
1: I did float you that marker for a while.
2: Hey, it's a better interest than most banks at this point. So what's what's the problem?
1: Look at Brett's still carrying that invisible tray of appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> These little little hot dogs. Come on.
2: He looks like he looks like Ricky Bobby the first time Ricky Bobby wins the race in Talladega Nights. He's like, I don't know, I don't know what to do with my hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the Ralph Macchio thing. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 hold on, hold on! Oh
2: shit! Hold on a minute. We're about to go to church.
1: <laughs> I was laughing so I was laughing so hard that I kind of I almost I almost missed an entire Sid promo. <laughs> like, come on, Pete, get, get your get your act together here. All right. All right. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. The from the fourth letter of Sid to the Hulkamaniacs. Glory to you, Lord.
2: The fourth letter.
1: Hey, I got to keep going in order here. I, mean,
2: I know it's just funny. The fourth letter
1: of Sid to the Maniac. Let's just state the facts, okay?
4: At Royal Rumble.
1: Oh, will he say why? As a, will he say why as an independent sentence? That's that's the other thing. <laughs> will will not like why is Hulk Hogan fucking with me by time traveling? That's different. Will he say why? Just just yeah. A why? Why? Yeah.
2: Why? uh
1: yes. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right on that. I feel like that's a tick that he developed around this Mm. time. All
4: right. Well, you took the easy way out, didn't you, Hogan? Instead of facing me, you went after Ric Flair. Okay, when Saturday Night Main Event come around, you went to Jack Tunney. Why? Two reasons. One, it's again, you didn't have to face me one on one and you had a better chance of coming out winning, didn't you? Well, you proved to me and all the people in the world that you are nothing but a coward. And when it comes to mania, I can assure you that night I will prove that all you have to do is go to your friend to the end, Brutus. Ask him how it feels to be at my feet. How it feels to be like a trapped animal, and I am the hunter, and I could have pulled the trigger at any second.
0: I could have crushed your face in a million pieces, and when media comes and the smoke clears, the people will stand and they will say, Sid justice
2: rules the world."
1: Oh, he didn't say why. I'm kind well, of he said
2: why, but not an independent sentence. He kind of, <laughs> of said, he said why because. I mean, that doesn't really count, right?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The word of the Lord. Praise to you. Praise to you, Sid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Father Sid. Hope Sid the first.
1: <laughs> All right. So now we got Hogan. I'm presuming up next. All right. All right. So so Hogan's there. He's got the blue background. Okay. And uh, if I remember, didn't he cut one promo earlier with that blue background that sounded really echoey?
2: Hmm. Yeah. He's also facing the
1: West, so that's <laughs> he's, for people. He's, he's going right to left like he's reading Hebrew. <laughs> so anyway. All right. What's so the over-under? The, the return of the Hulk Hogan brother game, which for those of you who are new to the program at this time, Keithy <laughs> likes to bet on how many times Hulk Hogan will say brother. And uh, he, he was in hock to me for 30 grand at one point, but it managed to dig his way out of it. So I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to start at one grand here. Okay. And I am going to set the over/under for Hogan Brothers at three and a half.
2: Ooh, three and a half. Okay, three and a half. Let me think. Um, hmm. (sighs) Going over.
1: Okay. (laughs) Let the let the madness continue.
5: You know something, Hulkamaniacs. Something's different about me already. He's just one short week, man. My mind is starting to think different.
2: Physically, I'm more aggressive than I've ever been before.
1: All right, the spaghetti straps are really annoying me here on the tank top.
2: (laughs) He's also gone back to the Hulk Hogan American flag shirt that he wore during WrestleMania 7 era.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that only recognizes uh, seven states. (laughs) Hogan's flag has nine, no, seven stars. (laughs) <laughs> what's he say I'll be
2: damned if I recognize Hulk
1: <laughs> Alaska's heard turd back on Hulkamania brothers you know I've had a lot of people stab me
5: in the back over the years so called friends man crawling out from under rocks everywhere I turn but the Hulkamaniacs the little hosters, have always stayed with me through the training of prayers and the
1: vitamins and believe in
5: ourselves
1: but not yet believing in Hulk Hogan no not yet <laughs> yeah I think the believing in Hulk Hogan one was pointless. It's fucking implied by the other ones.
2: That comes later. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Did we ever get more than five? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Um, I'm not, not unless he threw, like, one random one in, like, during the WCW days. Or, you know, maybe when he became an nwo <laughs> he, uh, he
1: He came up with one at his appearance at Workout World in Somerville. But since you didn't show up... Uh... You, you you didn't learn about it oh okay <laughs> but you said justice you're
5: the one that's in the hot seat now and you're in deeper trouble than anybody's ever been with hulk hogan brother Juan. there's no title on the line there's just a matter of pride that has to be settled when i think about what you tried to do to brutus when i think about what the outcome could have been if you'd have got your hands on him it makes me shake in my boots Then I start thinking about the facts that you promised me that you were going to stick with me at SummerSlam, that you posed with me, showed the little horses that you loved them, and then the promises, brother,
1: in the Survivor Series, and then the Royal Rumble. We had a deal, man, and you stabbed me in the back. Wait a minute. What the fuck did they have to do with Survivor Series?
2: He wasn't even at Survivor Series. Yeah, I
1: know. What the fuck?
2: (laughs) Hogan's just going down the friggin' pay-per-views. And brother, next year when I'm in the King of the Ring, brother.
1: (laughs) Tuesday in Texas, you turned your back on me. Brother. (laughs) And then finally, brother, when you
2: and I were tagged up in the ring. That's three.
1: Was that two or was that three?
2: That's three. That's three. There's three brothers so far.
1: Hold on, hold on. I I love how we're arguing it. Like it's the Andre close three count (laughs) at the beginning of WrestleMania three main event. Is that two or is that three? That's three. (laughs) If you're dead, man,
5: and as I reach for you, when I beg for your help, I saw the vengeance. I saw the jealousy in your eyes, seek justice. That's why, brother, yes! in Hulkamania, you're going to feel the power of Hulkamania like nobody's ever felt before. And what you're going to do, brother, when ah! the busters in Hulkamania pass yes! justice
0: on you?
2: Nice, I got five brothers. <laughs>
1: I could have swore yeah. that was, I could have swore that it was only four, but either way, it's uh, all right. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, it's so it's okay. I'll, 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 make it up at some other point.
2: You sure <laughs> will.
1: And, uh, Flair and Savage. What, you Savage. Know what was
2: great is that he went like eighty percent into that promo without saying one, and I was like.
1: Yeah, it was basically like the Super Bowl 38 of Hogan promos. There was no scoring, and then we got to, like, halftime, and then it was, like, 61 <sighs> points the rest of the game. Yes. Anyway, anyway his perfect is fucking windbreaker again. <laughs> it makes me so mad for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> it makes me so mad.
2: It seems to me like they recorded this immediately after they recorded the Battle Royal promo because they're even standing in the same position.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Randy savage. what makes you so macho what makes you a man and certainly i want to know what makes you a savage randy macho man savage you put the three together and when you put them against this man the wwf champion savage you come up a loser head
3: How...
1: well nobody is more randy than rick flair
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: in a different sense of the word <laughs> I was going to
2: say, you know, what makes him so macho is the fact that his brother can suck his own dick.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That thing on Twitter yesterday where OVP tweeted out a thing at WWF magazine and it was like the Steiner brothers. Can they beat off the Beverly's? Like, why would you word it that way? All right, fine. And you and you raised that point. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. And uh, I believe it was the uh, bottom line wrestling podcasts that reply yes but i can with a picture of the beverly brothers with the genius like leaning in between them <laughs> and i was on when i looked at it i was legitimately on a work call with some auditors from deloitte and holy shit am i glad that that thing was on mute at the time <laughs> because oh, it was I, so I, funny i burst out laughing it was then, so funny I was still laughing about it this morning when I, I I texted you the I just texted you the picture of of Lanny and I was like I, I can't stop laughing about that. Oh god,
2: because it's it's a it's because the look on his face is so it's so priceless. He's just going ye, and he just looks so gleeful like he just jacked off the friggin' Beverly Brothers. It's so glorious.
1: Uh, yeah. Ah,
2: like he's got this look where he's going. Ah, yes, I'm the genius. Mm. Ah, all right. Can you make, even though it's not even related to the show, can you make that the uh, show icon for the week?
1: Nah, I no. It's always got to be Sid. Sorry, oh, it's okay. this podcast is in Sid Justice for all, <laughs> with with some some flair and savage sprinkled in. That's well.
0: Yes. To be a name he gave himself. certainly the fans didn't call him macho man certainly no woman that i've ever known called him macho man so savage wrestlemania the big show it's you and me you've been the champion you've walked the aisle been the cock of the walk had everything the way you wanted it no more pal
4: it's mr
0: perfect and Ric Flair, looking you in the eye, telling you we're the World Wrestling Federation
4: champion, and telling you we know something you don't know.
3: <laughs> Woo!
1: Hey, that, that was a that was a great like in the way that they're setting this up because it, you know they obviously adjusted to this late is. It's flare with psychological warfare on Savage. And that makes sense because of everything that we've, we know about Randy Savage's character through six years of this run is like a lot of it is psychology based. I mean, the, the whole Hogan, the whole Hogan turn was just loaded with that sort of stuff. Sure. And, w- and with Warrior, uh, he goes into a rage because he wasn't given, you know, an opportunity or he perceived that. Anyway, so he goes and screws the warrior as revenge. I mean, if you if you're gonna set up Flair and Savage in record time, I think that they they did it right. Now it does get a little weird with the Elizabeth stuff as we get closer, but you know. I
2: will say, however, one thing is he said nobody ever called you the Macho Man. That's not true because if you remember, it was reinstate the Macho Man.
1: Well, I mean that was that was obviously. A lot later, but um, you know, Flair, Flair was a little busy at that time. He was fighting with Jim Herd, so he
3: uh,
1: <laughs> you know, he was he was, nego- he was negotiating to come in, and he wasn't paying. Wait, attention. what was it?
2: What, what was? How did it go? It was like reinstate if you can reinstate the Macho Man. Was that what it was, sir?
1: I don't remember anything like that. And now that I think about it, I have my time frame all screwed up because they ca- they mentioned Flair's name on TV uh, before SummerSlam was on the August, August 11th challenge. Yep. That we watched many moons ago. And then, uh, Flair comes in about a month later on prime time and Mm -hmm. the savage reinstate that starts up after SummerSlam for, for obvious Mm -hmm. reasons. Uh, 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 uh. But now, now we're going to get the macho man and, uh, like, they started out by, like, we know something you know now. And, yeah, you know, fucking with Randy Savage's head always kind of uh, leads to some interesting stuff. You should whether, back to nothing means nothing. Whether it's feeding him with misinformation and doctored photos, or you could just be like Repo Man and steal his hat. That's also fucking with his head because, you know, he wears his hat on his head.
4: <laughs> WrestleMania 8! Yeah, the Indiana Hoosier Dome, unbelievable World Wrestling Federation Championship match. You are the champion, Ric Flair, and I am the challenger for a little while. But when the bell rings in the Hoosier Dome, the macho man Randy Savage is going to take it to you. Ric Flair. Unbelievable maniacal and devious you are, but I'm even more maniacal and devious, yeah, because I am the one who has been there before. And you have lasting power, don't you, Ric Flair? But have you met me yet? Do you know what I'm all about? You will at WrestleMania. I am the macho man, Randy Savage, and I have been given a golden opportunity to go back and take back what was once mine and i will take that opportunity and take it and take it and take it all the way and once again become the world wrestling federation champion oh yeah rick flair that's gonna happen the challenge of your life oh
1: yeah take it. interesting he doesn't acknowledge flair saying something because he did last week but he doesn't acknowledge it this week mm. Kind of interesting, I don't know. But then again, every everything is so fluid here. You know, who knows? Macho Man versus Jake coming up on the. Oh yes, we get to see the exclusive, never before seen footage. Because because we can't do we can't do Undertaker's face turn at the top of the show because he cuts heel promos in the event center and it wouldn't make sense. Well, he kind of cut heel promo. Well, he's talking about killing people in a battle royal, like actually uh, yeah, laying, I think... laying them dead. Mm. Oh, the I, WrestleMania had book.
2: Oh. I had that magazine.
1: All right. Interesting. I'd like to see who's in the pictures that you can see. And right there, that's that appears to be rude and Jake. So Rick Rude making an appearance on 1992 WWF yeah. TV. Yeah. Got... Bundy.
2: Bundy and Hogan, Jacques Rougeau and Bushwhacker—is that Butch? Uh,
1: one of them, yeah. Yep. There's, there's a. Uh, is that Liz? Oh.
2: No, that's I, Gladys Knight and the Pimps.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know I, it makes me sound like a, how'd you get Liz confused with Gladys Knight? It's like I can't see the person's skin color <laughs> the, from here. Pic, the picture's very small. Is that is that
2: Nikolai Volkoff and I'm gonna say uh Mike Rotundo in the in the first picture?
1: Uh, I believe it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's
2: the there's the nightmare, right? Isn't that the next picture over the nightmare? Oh no.
1: I mean, no. here here's a picture of a tax man uh, putting financial sanctions on a Russian guy. Yes. <laughs> Very timely. timely.
2: Very timely. Yes. And then wait, the next one's beefcake. But. That's beef. Is that WrestleMania? Th- that's WrestleMania three. So that's Beefcake and Valentine versus
1: Jacques Rougeau. Boy, multiple or that's nah, got to be Raymond Rougeau. There's no way they use two Jacques Rougeau pictures on the same page. Sherry, <laughs> Sherry, Kick
2: and Savage is the one next to it.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, it is. And then
2: who is that one next? Is, is that Mean Gene and who? Uh, oh, that one. I don't know what that one is. That, what's that picture that's next to Gladys Knight? What is that?
1: That might be uh, Jimmy Hart. It, was, oh no, Oakland, Oakland wasn't at ringside. Anyway, we're spending way too much time on this.
0: The history of WrestleMania magazine available
1: every. I, I saw uh, like up next to my bed, like where I keep some of my books. I have that WrestleMania book that came out. Oh uh, yeah. 2014. It goes up through 30, which I'm not going to buy a new one because even though I've. I've been to two WrestleManias since then. I really don't. I, you know, I've never rewatched either of them. I was gonna say there's there's not a chance
2: that one of those pictures is gonna be you.
1: Well, <laughs> there is, there is one match from WrestleMania 37 that I would rewatch. Uh, well, I guess Roman versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge I would rewatch, but the the other one would be all right. Maybe Bianca versus uh, Sasha. Is uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, mm. for which I could I could not fucking believe they actually pulled the trigger on that and had Cesaro yeah. go over. Uh, I I loved it. It was my favorite. It was my favorite part. And and now Cesaro's gone.
2: <laughs> right, so, like and, good, and then did good job guys. did yeah. absolutely and did absolutely nothing with Cesaro afterwards. So
1: I mean, they put him in a one month <clears throat> program with Roman, and 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 that was it. And. Yeah. They never even attempted to do anything with him at like they do a successful baby face turn at WrestleMania 30 where, you know, the the thing with the real Americans and then he wins the battle royal. gets a massive pop throwing Big Show out. And then the next day they just fucking turn him heel again so that Paul Heyman can be like Brock Lesnar next to him and nothing happens. Yeah. And then and then like three months later, they're like. Yeah, me and Paul Heyman. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not. We've we've parted ways for now. Like, oh, okay, great. So anyway, that's that's my modern WWE uh, hatred summed up in two at a two minute rant.
2: Oh, sounds good.
1: We'll so we're we're at the Saturday Night's Main Event. I don't know if we're gonna get to see the whole match, but it's more. Uh, it, we, yeah, we're get, we're gonna get to see. I think the whole match. Now that I think about it, but. Vince is a little weird on this. Yeah. I've, I've probably commented on this in every fucking time that I've covered this Saturday Night's Main event. Yeah. Where where he starts quoting Jim Croce out of nowhere. You know what I'm talking about?
4: And <laughs> plus,
0: we'll show you what happened after the match was over. You don't tug on Superman's cake. You don't spit in the wind. And you don't. Do not mess around with Liz. So says Jim Croce. And I believe the macho man
1: Randy Savage. I you know, I don't think Jim Croce said don't mess around with Liz. So says Jim Croce. Jim did Vince Croce. like did Vince like mishear those lyrics. Is that like a Creedence Clearwater Revival? There is a bathroom on the right. I mean yeah. Excuse me, while I kissed this guy.
2: I mean, Jim Croce, thankfully Jim Croce wasn't able to sue him. Uh, you know, because Jim Croce's been had been in the ground for 20 years at this point.
1: Yeah, and 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 screw screw WWE. Jim Croce is the one who had a real plane ride from hell. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, what?
2: <laughs> plane ride from hell. What? What? Too soon? No talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, that, that was a, maybe a, a, a bit low-brow.
2: No, no, well, Jim Croce had big eyebrows, so that's okay. <laughs> well within your rights.
1: So this is the blow-off. And uh, you know what? Having seen this match, which feels like a million times, I feel like it's an appropriate blow-off.
2: Yes. The, I mean, if, inte- you weren't gonna, if you weren't going to do a pap- like a real pay-per-view, I don't count Tuesday in Texas, but if you weren't going to do a real pay-per-view match, this is a good blow-off
1: match. There, are they're not doing a collar elbow tie up at the beginning of this is what is what I'm saying. Yes. It's like my problem with like some some modern wrestling is, like, oh, we've got this blood feud. And then they lock up like like Triple H and Orton at WrestleMania 25, where yeah. Orton Orton is literally like terrorizing his family. And then they get to the match and it's like collar elbow tie up to start. Right. <laughs> like,
2: uh, really? Okay, I'd like. I, I wanna point out Savage is wearing the armband for when the Cobra bit him in October. Mm. <laughs> and this is now January. <laughs> or February. This is February, isn't it?
1: Yeah yeah, well, taped at the end of January. Jake Jake looked like he broke his nose here. He did look like he broke his yeah, nose. Yeah, he's got some got some color.
2: Yeah. Oh, Red and <laughs> well, green.
1: They're on Fox now, so Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the new Anthony Green shirts? The green equals gold. Yes. Yeah. Kind of kind of dig that one. I don't know if he's going to be working any shows in Dallas, but uh, he, he's somebody that I certainly take an interest in.
2: I think he just signed, like, a, a thing to go to Hollywood for a while.
1: Like, he's going to oh, be out in, uh,
2: I think, NWA Hollywood. Is that what it is?
1: Oh, okay. So, oh, I, th- I thought you meant he was going to start shooting commercials like your Mike Verna.
2: Mike Verna is on my TV, and I believe he he kind of came up with this. I think he posted something on Twitter recently about – uh, that he was going to be starring in, like, a well-known show or something. And I think it ended up being, like, a knockoff on, like, Netflix version of, like, Lauren Order SVU. And everybody oh. was saying, is it Lauren Order SVU? <laughs> and mm. it's, I,
3: don't,
2: I think it's, like, a knockoff version of it. Wow. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I could be I could be mistaken there. I could be wrong. Maybe he is in Lauren Order, But it sucks because he's going to end up playing, like, a rapist in Lauren Order. Like, he's huh. not going to be, like, this new hotshot detective. Yeah. He's going to be, like, he's going to be the guy that committed the crime. And that sucks.
1: Did I you want Mike Burnett
2: to be a hot shot detective. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you all the way on that. Yes. But as you were saying that, did you see that Jake, when he was down on the floor, some some guy like crawled over and started yelling at him like he was Mike Barnes in the final mm-hmm. fight of Karate Kid 3? Yeah. You are karate shit. <laughs> Jake,
2: Jake was eliciting some good heat from the audience. Mm-hmm. Did you also see Savage went – like he didn't even protect himself when he went into that – the post. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean.
2: Oh, this is the Savage Fast Elbow
1: era. But but it's it's Savage made the most of his Saturday Night's Main Event time every time he was on there. Yeah. Oh, so there, t- oh. there's the DDT. And uh, it, it's kind of the beginning of the end for that move. Because prior to that, it's like nobody was kicking out of it. Right. I mean, he's only protecting it by not going for the pin right now. But the stupid thing is that he goes for, he goes for it again and you know. Maybe is this is this the official beginning of the you have to hit multi multiple finishers on a guy era?
2: <laughs> no, cuz they still had that didn't really start until the attitude era.
1: Yeah, not, it, not it,
2: the mini attitude era. The real attitude era
1: and also literally in this match savage is going to hit his finisher once
2: yeah not that i think we needed jake to get a an on tv win but it did it does kind of stink that jake never got an on tv win against savage so it just if you weren't really like a house show person it seems like savage dominated this entire feud
1: well, you I know. think that it, WWF was a babyface territory and you weren't going to have heels going over. I mean, yeah, there's probably a way you could have done it, but that's just not how they did things. So he's going for the DDT he backdrops Jake over the top rope. Which to which I would say to Jake, hey, why were you trying to deliver a DDT next to the ropes anyway? <laughs> Double axed from the top to the floor. He hits his throat on the railing. Jake, Jake nice, grabs his throat.
2: Nice little callback.
1: Yeah, Ricky Steamboat. Well, he, he didn't drape him over, but hey, it all you know. It's like these dudes have a round robin situation where Jake injured Steamboat on Saturday Night's main event. Savage injured <laughs> Savage, Savage injured, in, in, injured Jake, and uh, yeah. I, I guess nobody. I guess nobody injured uh, Savage on Saturday's main event. No, not on
2: Saturday night's main event. No.
1: So I guess Savage wins the round robin two nothing. Sure. Yeah.
2: So he pins him 1-2-3 in the middle of the ring with the flying elbow smash.
1: It's like it's like now, this. Weird, yeah. Oh, so now he's now he's gonna go up again. By the yep. way, I gotta cr- I gotta cram this in. Uh, speaking of round robins, I think it's weird that the NHL schedulers decided. To have a round robin series with the Bruins, Blue Jackets and Kings, like just three random teams. They're all going to play each other in a span of four days. I thought that that was interesting. And I, I, I salute them for that. Oh, OK. And I'm grateful to be going back to TD Garden on Monday uh, for the Bruins Kings.
2: Ma- maskless.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I'll probably carry one with me, but. Uh, I kind of got used to it after a while because it's like th- this is the least sanitary place I go on a regular basis. Although, <laughs> although some of those bars in Austin, uh, you know, might might have left something to be desired.
3: Mm.
1: Also, the <laughs> the, li- the the library cop, which there's really no other way to put it, you know, getting in my face at 445. Hey, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, all right. All right. Big boss, man. i we'll be on my way.
2: But you, didn't, but you didn't leave your jacket at any of the bars in Austin.
1: No, I didn't. No. Oh. The problem was there's like a coat rack as you walk in, and where you walk in is different than where you walk out, which is oh. kind of stupid. Oh. And because they were rushing me out of there, I was like, hey, my, my, my jacket's over there. But they let me go get it. But retur- returning back to the Randy Savage rapid elbow era, this is uh, one of my favorite... Things where he goes up after the match, everybody's waving him off, and Savage is like, Screw it, I'm jumping anyway.
0: I He's he, on him again.
1: he parts the Red Sea there.
2: What I would have liked is if Savage had gotten a microphone while he was on the top rope and said, where the hell were all you guys when this dude was letting a fucking cobra bite my arm?
1: <laughs> you know, that is that is a valid point. They're all that, out there trying to stop him, and they're all ineffectual and useless. They're fucking agents, Frankie. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you got Tony
2: Guerrilla, you got Rene Goulet.
1: Guerrilla just didn't want to muss up his hair. No. Oh, look at that. He's kind of taking a bump there. He
0: can't breathe.
1: I loved, how, I loved how
2: Savage kept going back to the bell yeah Like throughout his whole career he went back to the bell
1: trademark well I mean it was one of his high high uh, points there yeah. it's like hey I know that it's there he's waving and here's Elizabeth running in from the bullpen <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: what a dress on her though she looks very pretty me. I like that yeah. color on her
3: it's like a yeah. teal.
1: Well, that was a style at the time. Charlotte Hornets and all. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets.
3: <laughs> Charlotte Hornets.
1: I like that they got the name back from the New Orleans Hornets because that didn't make any sense. The New Orleans Pelicans is uh makes sense.
2: Yes, although they should have changed it to the Utah Pelicans and gave the Jazz to New Orleans because that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, well, Memphis Grizzlies and Utah Jazz. I've said for years, there's there's definitely a, a deal to be made there. Which, by the way, I I, I did go into a jazz club in uh, oh. in Austin. It was very nice. Yeah, and? Like, well, the only problem is we we were the good band. We we got like there towards the end of their set, so we only got to see like 15, 20 minutes, and then there was a break, and then another band came out where the dudes like. Yeah, our uh, lead singer, Michelle, she's not here because she's uh, tested positive for COVID. And it's like, all right, fine. And it's like, oh, all right, well, we got a different singer here. But then the guy started fucking telling stories. And it was like, it was like if Grandpa Simpson was the front man for this band, it was like they, they meandered and didn't go anywhere. I think probably it's been over a week now. He's probably still telling the fucking story. I mean, we, we left because it was like, I can't listen to this guy anymore. It's like Bono and Springsteen put together. Like, even Bono was like, shut the fuck up, man. God. Anyway. So, so the, they do an interesting production element here. They, they show them wrapping up the Saturday Night's Main event. And now we go into the exclusive footage. Mm. And I don't know if it's Vince and Bobby pretending like, pretending like they're off the air. Yeah. or or how they're gonna do this, but they start busting balls. <laughs> it, it's so funny. <laughs> Where Here we have exclusive content, folks. Vince starts giving production notes to to Bobby. <laughs> like, uh, uh, oh, we're just gonna add this on Superstars,
0: yeah. <laughs> If you guys in the truck can hear me, thank you very much for all your help tonight, all the cameramen, all hey, the McMahon, taping yeah, staff Thanks for hogging the whole show, too, you know. I thought this was one of your worst efforts. I, mean...
1: <laughs> I thought this was one of your worst efforts.
2: That's ever. so funny. The fake the fake production notes is so good.
1: Wait, Vin, oh. Vince, do you think Vince really was thanking the camera guys? Come on.
2: Never. Never. N- n- never. Absolutely. Not if anything, once they cut, he probably was like, You didn't pan correctly.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, the famous story about In Your House, four, where like the, the, the horrible main event between uh, bulldog and diesel happens, he yeah. slams down that fucking thing sucks. Like he's Bill Riley. <laughs> <laughs> One of my worst ever.
0: what's going on? Uh, Are you guys still recording this? Are we hot? Hello? You guys are are still recording. I hope he got what he wanted. That's the curtain you go
4: through to get to the ring. I'll tell you something. It does not matter which one of them comes through the
1: curtain. Because one of them them is going to get this, and I don't care which one. All right, where's the security at Gorilla? (laughs) Where's Gorilla at Gorilla? Yeah. Gorilla should have
2: Gorilla should have grabbed the chair, and be like, "I had enough
3: about you."
1: <laughs> Gorilla's off. He he, show's over for Gorilla. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to have a peanut butter pie somewhere."
3: <laughs>
1: hey, Gorilla liked what he liked, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a catering right now.
2: <laughs> Gorilla didn't have to move for anybody.
1: <laughs> he uh, yeah yeah. is uh, relaying a message to Gorilla right now, and that's why he's that's why he's not there.
2: Tell Vince I'm eating a pie, <laughs> and I gotta talk hey. to Win- I gotta talk to Wendy Richter in a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God.
2: Somebody get some security over there if
0: anyone can hear me on the headset.
1: Be- oh well, Vince is on the same wavelength as me, which kind of scares me. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> why is it? Why is there no security going through the curtain here? Somebody better get some
2: security over there, real quick! gonna take them both out with you. You better shot. get somebody over there right
0: now. Right now. What do you cameraman? If you can hear me, it doesn't matter who you are. Stop this right now. Just on the other side. On the other side of the curtain. Don't let her come through. He's Wait a, minute. a nail, They're here to go he's through the trailer. There he's waiting yeah, for the yeah, guy, no, yeah. The Undertaker! What the hell's he doing there? Get up, get up. Are you guys recording this or not? What's- Oh my god, oh, look at that! Oh. A shot he took. Savage all over, Jake! I can't believe what Jake was the gonna fucking do. Fucking agent, Frankie! Look at this! What son of a hey, watch it! Oh, what's the Undertaker doing there? I can't believe what Jake was gonna do. Where's
1: Elizabeth? You know, as far as face turns go, this this is kind of weird. It's got a weird vibe to it. It does, yes. Like, it, it's got, like, it's got the same vibe as the end of Return of the Jedi, where Vader, like, you know, swears off a dude who's slightly wor- more worse than him, so so now he's a face. Come on. He, he liquidated a planet of uh, all of Alderaan, for God's sakes. Yeah. No. Anyway. Do
3: you
2: know, wait, do you know that it's really funny that you bring this up? This is very nerdy. But do you know that there is in canon that once Vader becomes Anakin Skywalker and he's a force ghost as Anakin, there is a story that he showed up to talk to Leia as a force ghost. And she was like, no, I can't talk to you. You destroyed my home planet. And Vader was like, "Okay." And that was the only time Vader (laughs) ever showed up to talk to Anakin. Uh, Anakin showed up to talk to Princess Leia.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: And he carried on this he carried on this relationship, I believe, with Luke for a while. This is in canon form. Obviously, these are like they wrote many books after the first movies and all this, but it was it is kind of funny because they it was established that Vader as a Force Ghost would show up as Anakin Skywalker, so it led to the question when Force Awakens happen, and you have Kylo Ren is obsessed with Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. Why didn't at any point during that whole deal with Kylo Ren, did Anakin Skywalker as a force go show up and be like, listen, listen, brother.
1: <laughs> how, many time, how many times does Anakin Skywalker say brother in his speech to Kylo Ren? <laughs> this isn't going to work for
2: me, brother. Your no, brother no, no
1: is two and a half. <laughs>
2: this isn't going to work for you either.
1: <laughs> God help God help us if we start betting on the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Then we how much should... how much is the price of gas at the gas station in Cloud City? <laughs> is it over or under 359 a gallon?
2: <laughs> how much did the uh, converter's cost him at T- Toshi's converters?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but we uh, I was once at a uh, bachelor party where we were betting <laughs> on the movie Die Hard.
2: Uh, the
3: first oh, one?
1: <laughs> yeah, over under what the gas price was at the gas station that Reginald Vell Johnson was at. Uh, Over under on the floor and Nakatomi. Yeah, although.
3: All
1: right, so Undertaker. Oh, Undertaker's all wet. Mooney, Mooney with the head shake when they got to him like.
2: Disgusting. Yeah, very concerning. Now we have a promo from The Undertaker. Hello, everybody. Happy birthday. Look, Dusty, I'm I'm a face. I'm ready to do
4: make a wish visits now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. You you had mentioned Vader, a different Vader. And Vader is going into the Hall (laughs) of Fame with The Undertaker. Yes, (laughs) which is kind of cool. My question is, does this mean every single person who appeared at In Your House Canadian Stampede is in the Hall of Fame? No, I'm serious.
2: Um, I mean, I, I guess I, mean,
1: Cam, I guess Ken Shamrock isn't. Not
2: well. Not Owen Hart, right?
1: No, because the Hart Foundation is in, and they were basically a team. All right. Looking at the uh, pay per view, uh, Hunter is not in, but that's inevitable. Well,
2: he isn't DX.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Because so DX that, is so in. That, yeah. That counts. All right. So the thing that's going to keep it from uh, is the great Sasuke is literally never going in the Hall of Fame. It was the Sasuke versus Takamijinoku. Yeah. But but just about everybody else mm. is either going to be in or, you know, I mean, Ken Shamrock is not in. And pro- I feel like at some point he's going to be put in as filler in the next five years.
2: Uh, well, Goldust or Dustin Rhodes is not in.
1: Yeah, but that was because uh, he went to the competition and and uh right, So bulldog,
2: so bulldog and Jim Neidhart, Owen Hart, are all in because of the Hart Foundation. Yes. Okay. Although the Hart Foundation itself is in. Yes. So it was the Hart family and then the Hart Foundation.
1: The Hart Foundation. Yes.
2: So wait, is Brett a two-time or a three-time Hall of Famer?
1: Um, I don't know. I. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's, a, he's a 16-time Hall of Famer. Um, well, there's definitely no way Brett's a three-time if if Flair's not a three-time or Shawn Michaels is not a three-time. Well, the Godwins, neither one of them is going in. I can't see, I can't see them entering in Midian.
1: No, oh. no, but naked naked Midians still got a puncher's chance.
2: Unless, unless they put him in as Tex Lassinger. Stranger here in the World Wrestling
1: Federation. Mm. It is obvious
0: the snake was going to nail the first person who stepped through that curtain. Jesus. And in my opinion, Jake Roberts has sunk to a new all-time low.
1: It would have been funny if Earl Hebner had run towards the back and he hit him instead. <laughs> Legitimately. You would have cheered. Oh my God, I would. I would have been practically you masturbatory. Would have, you would have plots. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I guess we're going to get more uh, promos from Rumble uh, participants tactics, or Battle Royal Champion participants. And I'm, and I'm interested to see who we're going to get.
3: Because
1: mm. we, we got Undertaker earlier. That's probably the biggest name of the people who are going to be in it. I guess Flair, obviously. But first, we'll hear comments from Repo Man. Oh, Repo Man. Nice. Oh. <laughs> He's going to smash the competition. Hey,
2: <laughs> Chop him down with an axe.
1: <laughs> hey, say what you want about Repo Man as a gimmick, but his promos were consistently fun. Sure. I mean, if you if you're willing to laugh, if you're willing to have a sense of humor about this fucking bullshit, you have to appreciate Repo Man's promos and commitment to the bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that this is going to be no exception. <laughs> to that rule. <laughs> By the way, why haven't we gotten a Warlord promo for the spell? royal yet? It's like, ah, oh, fuck it. I know Hogan's going to throw me out anyway. <laughs> oh, my shit. He came down from the ceiling.
2: He fucking. It's the fence. He's the fence behind him. He climbed over the fence to get the. Because uh, he just got out of the auto yard.
1: Wait, no. that's
2: fucking...
1: Wait a minute. Is that, a, that that's not a real fence. That's no, not is a fine. real fence. All right. But he made us believe.
2: Yes. Wow, what an acting job by uh, Barry Darso here.
1: Well, we <laughs> Darso and Sid, those are the t- two guys that we have uh, devoted heavy portions of uh, this show to. All right. Uh, will Repo Man mention Virgil? Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. No, all right. Ah!
0: I love this New York. All these tall buildings. You don't know where I'm going to be at. You don't know where I'm going to come falling from. I might be in Madison Square Garden's way up at the rafters, nobody will know where I am.
5: Can you imagine 19 other guys in the ring?
0: <clears throat> They're not going to know where I'm at until it's all over. Because one guy goes, the other guy goes, and I'm the champion!
1: <laughs> Did Repo think it was for the title? <laughs> Dude, like, play, players in the match, he thinks the Bell Royals for the title.
2: He, he got confused again. You know what I love about Repo, man? Or I should say barry darso yeah. is just that he looks com- he looks completely different than he did a year ago like he looks completely different as repo man than he did his smash like just amazing character change like it's just the new outfit the no face paint the hunched over he's got a little goatee and mustache his hair shorter like he just
1: completely changed i love it i don't know why he has to put a tire on his shoulder though I don't know why you had to do that accessory.
2: I don't know Hogan. why his jumpsuit has a tire
1: on it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> tire marks. All right, we got Hogan up next, and um, yeah, I mean Hogan in battle royals is always a uh, controversial thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and 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 let's let's play here. How many times will Hogan say brother? Okay, I I am. Go- I, we'll, we'll do a double or nothing based on the last one. I'm going to set the over under. At, I'm gonna set it at three.
2: Oh, just three? Yep. <clears throat> the all over man.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, should I do Hogan at two times speed? Yes. Again. All right.
2: Micro machine Hogan is the best.
1: Yeah, I forgot about micro machines Hogan for a little bit. So let's uh let's test drive it.
5: Yo, know something, Hulkamaniacs? In Madison Square Garden, we got a chance to change destiny, man. Yo, know, we already know about Jack Tunney. How he flip-flop the main events? How he put him to sit justice just because he knew Hulk Hogan was the only one that could straighten him out. And if I don't, the WWF is gonna get flip-flopped on its ear. His brand of justice. But now there's a battle little brother. Is Marshall Dillon here? Of the WWF, is cool. I don't mind busting a few bones and jamming a few eyes. No referee. I'm gonna ride my Harley to the garden. Maybe I'll bust him up with a pair of deer skin gloves on. What's he gonna do, justice? You then flare,
3: Hulk oh,
1: Hogan. Only one brother. All right, so the stalemate continues. <laughs> Massive sums of money passing between these two guys recording a podcast together. Like, what's going on here? Jeez. About, about a brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pay me my money. Give me my fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay then No doubt we'll be on. Hey, okay. uh, I was trying to laugh like Henry there. I know that was good. Okay, 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 so okay. okay. I'll give, give you, you money. They're what a They're still advertising <laughs> Hawk and Animal. I don't like... Really,
2: uh, something should change. Yeah. Now there well, he is! Now there he is!
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I I like that because they listed the guys in order of importance. Yes. Yeah. Warlord listed at the top. Flair listed at the bottom. <laughs> uh, exactly how it should be. <laughs> the intercontinental title holder, Rowdy, Rowdy, Bulldog in the middle. And the Piper. Champion, Flair. Rick Flair. And it all starts tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 oh, p.m. Nice sax at music. Madison Square Garden.
3: Yeah,
2: Don't miss in. it. I feel like we're back in...
1: It sounded like... Casino. It sounded like Tito Santana's music a little bit. <laughs> the El Matador. All right, we got promotional consideration.
2: Oh.
1: I don't know if it's going to be the same order as before, but we got the Cryogenics and the Metal Glen Mall. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we are. G.I. Joe. Oh,
2: G.I. Joe. We never have a G.I. Joe commercial.
1: Well, now that Slaughter is back on board. Uh, <laughs> uh. And, uh, <laughs> well, unfortunately, we know which Hogan <laughs> uh, vitamin one we're going to get. We're not going to get the one where he yells, yay, yay! at the end. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I would like uh. to do I would like to do a remake of the Hogan vitamins ad, except he has to constantly keep raising kids to the to the rings. Like, that's all he does. He he never actually gets to walk through. He's just constantly <laughs> lifting kids up. <laughs> How many times have was... we watched this?
2: Oh, God. I mean, this is this is it's getting to be. <laughs> but yet it's still fucking funny. <laughs>
5: yeah. Because it's like so vitamins. You choose the only one with all natural colors, flavors, and sweeteners? Beta carotene, whole Hogan and vitamins, <laughs> the new champion
1: of children's chewables. It's got my name on it. The <laughs> champion of children's chewables. <laughs> can't even can't even just be a top contender for children's chewables.
2: Beta carotene.
1: <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs>
0: The war of the
2: machines continues.
1: Yeah, they switched up the order because there's Terminator 2 for Game Boy again. The
2: war of the machines
1: continues.
2: <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day.
1: Row after row of ugly, ugly children.
2: Oh, there's Papa Shango.
1: Yeah, the only catch is next week we're gonna watch Challenge instead of Superstars. Oh yeah. So we're, we'll get a slightly different lineup. So,
2: so we're going to miss Papa Shango. We're going to miss the new foundation. We're going to miss the, the, the electrifying tag team of Slaughter and Hacksaw Jim Duggan.
1: Don't worry. Oh,
2: Jake's on the funeral par.
3: That's the uh, best one.
1: Yeah, but it's going to air on the uh, challenge also. So, all
3: right. So I don't hope
1: worry so. About it. And, and, don't, and don't worry. There's plenty more Papa Shango matches. I know you're very concerned. Satanic black magic. Sick shit. Yes. Good. Good. <laughs> good. Good. And and that and that does it for the February 22nd Superstars. But yes, I would like to turn your attention to something else, which is this Battle <sighs> royal. Since we've been watching the events and the promos for it, I, I think we should watch the Battle Royale.
2: I did want to point out that they had an entire show in Amarillo, Texas, and not once did we see or hear Terry Funk at all. So well, I'm a little concerned.
1: <laughs> he's kind of laying low in early 92, I think, at this point. But... Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna call up the Madison Square Garden show from mm. February of '92, which is the next to last one that they did before a five-year hiatus. They would do they would do another one four weeks after that, which we'll probably find something on that show to to watch when we get there. But yeah, the, the Battle Royal was actually the main event of this of this show. Mm. And I, and I know we said we were going to watch The Warlord versus Chris Walker, but do we, do we really have time for that? There he is. There. The Warlord man.
2: <laughs> nice to see that he entered. Wait, was that entering him Him entering the Royal Rumble?
1: No, that with, was... Uh,
2: not the Royal Rumble. The Battle Royal with him having his vest on?
1: No, no, he doesn't. Well, I'm going to back it up for the entrances because of...
2: Uh, oh, there's the Skinner man. Yep. Yeah. Sean Michaels. We'll see one on one
1: Oh Oh, Finkel's reading the card for the next MSG show.
0: Virgil.
1: Sean Michaels versus Virgil, which actually wow. was a pretty good match, if I remember correctly. Sure. Yeah.
5: Otherwise known as
1: <laughs> The face that Finkel does when he's uh, mentioning IRS, otherwise wow. known as yeah,
3: Jeff's kiss are Rick Lair.
1: still announcing the card my god i already fast forwarded enough here all right here we are at the 20 man over the top rope battle royal this will be uh I don't I don't know how long this match lasts but
2: can't be very long the battle royals don't usually last that long just because like pretty much everybody except like the final five get thrown out like almost immediately
3: you know, no, I mean,
1: uh, I mean, I, I I know I know who wins this. Do you, do you know who wins this? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, I I, I will I will keep that a secret, and I we okay. will not we will not be gambling or or, or anything on that. But um, I don't think that I think this runs about eleven minutes. Okay, good. Um, thir- thirteen thirteen minutes. No, uh, no. Uh, Sixteen thirty-seven is how long this lasts.
2: I'm gonna watch the participants, and then right before the match starts, I'm gonna give my prediction as to who I think wins.
1: Well, Berserker was the first one in, and of course, you you think he would be a threat in a battle royal.
2: Yes, one of the favorites here.
1: Uh, there's Davy uh, Boy. Do you Why notice d- what? Do you you notice that the left half of his tights is more faded than the right half of his tights? (laughs) What's going on here?
2: That's the beginning of the end. Yeah, those. You know why? It's because he left those out to dry over the over like a railing at a hotel (laughs) and the sun. All right, so Rick Martell, fresh off his battle he just had with the boss man, it looks like.
1: Yeah. Wow. He is. uh... I do kind
2: of. I do like that they did. A lot of these guys did double duty that night.
1: Yeah, I mean, they basically used everybody else on the on the card to put together this battle royal. And it's probably fairly hot because Sid's going to be in there. Hogan's going to be in there. It's only yeah. 15 days after the turn aired. Yeah. But Sid He's being a uniquely popular figure in New York.
2: Rick Martell's hair was really thinning at this point. Good Lord.
1: Oh, and here's, here's Hercules, after having saved himself... Uh, and he's coming out to his face music from '89. I love how we've retconned power and glory, Herc, out of uh, out of commission here. I,
2: I I like to I like the fact that he still did this battle royal, even though he humiliated Sid Justice just moments earlier.
1: Yeah. Well, he was saving himself. Oh, the Bushwhackers, who okay. I believe are filling in for. Um, Lod, I I yeah.
2: Oh well, that's a, that seems like a uh, suitable uh, suitable
1: replacement. Although, okay, so Lod I'm not a- Lod not being in this kind of hurt the star power a little, but you know <laughs> it is what it is.
2: What's wrong with Luke?
1: Oh Jesus! Oh, so that was apparently in the match earlier in the show, is what Gorilla was saying.
2: What do they wrestle? The natural disasters?
1: Uh, no, the uh, nasty boys. Oh. He, uh, oh, Sags sure. hit Butch with the ring bell behind the referee's back. Oh. Yeah. I'm looking to see who worked earlier that isn't in the Battle Royal. Like, Warlord beat Chris Walker, but I don't think Chris Walker is in the Battle Royal. And Jim Brunzel is not in the Battle Royal either. Oh, Skinner. I don't. Th- the funny thing is, Skinner Skinner's in the battle royal, but he didn't work earlier in the show. He's just there for this. He just, he just
2: spit tobacco on the on the security guy that walked him down. Did you see that? <laughs>
1: I missed that. Go on watch. Ah. <laughs> well, no, the guy had to like quickly uh, get out of the way.
2: That's so funny. Look, he's pissed. The massive yeah. square God and security guy's pissed. He's, yeah, he's, he
1: got, he's looking at his he's fucking fucking mut spit on my shoes.
2: the skinner man gorilla said to him he goes oh this is what a disgusting pig (laughs) that guy was that guy was one of the uh what was fabulous
1: fabulous
2: ones fabulous ones (laughs) he was a teen heartthrob Mm -hmm. getting a lot of that uh getting a lot of that overflow pussy from stanley (laughs)
1: The, the spillover lane pussy is a real the thing. The
2: spillover lane pussy. And
1: I will I will maintain that
3: <laughs>
1: It's one of the things that I want to be remembered for as a podcaster. Yeah, I'm already writing my obit for my podcasting career.
2: Uh, I love how on your tombstone it's going to it's going to say over oh, lane. what is it? overflow pussy? Spillover like, pussy.
1: Overflow <laughs> pussy. Beta carotene. In Survivor Series 88. Ding. Ding. I mean, <laughs>
2: you got to put a ding after it.
1: <laughs> I think the guy, oh, Peter Winston. Oh, he did a podcast? Yeah, he was that dude who was obsessed with the uh, Shaska Watley heel turn on uh, Jimmy Valiant. Yep. That's who he was. Oh, the Warlord. There he is. There
2: he is. Number one contender in the New York metro area.
1: Parts Unknown 321. Look at him. What a man. He knows Hogan's probably going to eliminate him.
2: When you go to see him, tell me if he looks like he could still go.
1: <laughs> oh, I know he could still go.
2: And say it. Say, we think you could still go.
1: Get a little running he... <laughs> with. One more a... match? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's, that's Chris <laughs> oh, Walker. Oh,
1: Chris He's... Walker is in the Battle Royal. Wow. How about that? You,
2: sh- you should ask him if we could do an interview. Our first interview on this podcast should be with, with the Warlord.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm any good at.
2: Uh, I I'll interview him.
1: Why did Berserker sneak up behind Howard Finkel and bump him? <laughs> he's just fucking with him.
2: It would have been a lot more. It would have been a lot more entertaining if Paul Diamond had been in this battle royal instead of Kato.
1: Are you sure about that? <laughs> Are you sure?
2: Considering the WWE audience would be like, who's this guy Paul Diamond?
1: This this battle royal feels really heel heavy. Mm. Like, like, there's a lot of heels in the in that ring right now, and maybe that's because I look at Hercules. Oh, Brunzel is in the Battle Royal. What the fuck? <laughs> like, in the year of our Lord, 1992, I know that they did a 40-man, but jumping Jim Brunzel in his weird-looking uh, blue uh, fuck? Uh, blue trunks. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Oh, there's Rowdy, 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 Rowdy Piper.
1: Yeah. Boy, Berserker putting himself front and center there, facing the hard camera. He mm. knows how to work.
2: He sure does. He doesn't need any extra time in NXT. All
1: right, is Piper, are Piper and Hogan going to have a little go during this? Keeping in mind that they were teaming on other house shows. Mm. So he did in the world. I don't
2: know. I think Piper will probably be... Oh, marry me, Roddy. Well, he's happily married. Yeah. And had been for many years.
1: Oh, there he is with uh, Butch. The old pals from Portland.
2: They sure are. Yeah. That's my buddy.
1: P- <laughs> oh, you got me, you son of a bitch. You got me. <laughs> wow, well, the no, nasty boys get to come out after no, Piper. Somebody,
2: somebody just knocked over all having good.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the pre-match uh, ceremony here. Look at that, the Allentown, Pennsylvania, baby. Yeah, you know something. There, there is there is a person who often asks me. So, uh, Pete, how's everything in Allentown? I'm like, well, haven't really been in twenty years, but I'm sure things are going okay. Despite despite what the Billy Joel song, <laughs> the, the, said.
2: despite what the song said, and and you said that the song's not really about Allentown, right? It's
1: about it's about Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. But you, as Billy explained on the Billy Joel channel, uh, it's kind of hard to you know ha- include Bethlehem in a song and it not be about Jesus and mm-hmm. religious and stuff. Different Bethlehem. Boy, Chris Walker uh, going for the Carrie Von like uh, lookalike uh, deal.
3: Yeah.
1: He looks like a cross between Kerry Von erik and The Renegade. Hmm. <laughs> Covers a lot of bases.
2: Do we really know if The Renegade and Chris Walker were ever in the same room together?
1: Hmm. We have to look up a Rick Wilson versus a Chris Walker match. Yeah. Yeah, fans don't know how to react to Taker because they didn't watch Superstars the day before. <laughs> Poor Renegade. Yeah. Hated, hated by Ultimate Warrior fans because of the character he played, but also hated by WCW fans because of the way that he was promptly put over Arn Anderson for the TV mm. title. Yes. So we still got Flair, Sid, and Hogan. This is a long intro mm. sequence. Mm. They should have had Chris Jericho introduce them. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the funniest things that, like, one of the most memorable, funny things that I've been at a show live for is the Slamboree 98 and yeah. Jericho introducing everybody. Yeah. I mean, pe- yep. people people were laughing, which, I mean, it was entertaining. It wasn't so much heelish because there was so much truth to what he was saying.
3: Yeah. El, Dand-
1: El Dandy did look like Lou Ferigno. El Ferrigno. Fa- El sure. Ferigno. Frig- El El yeah.
2: It was Ray Traylor.
1: I like how they all come up and yell at Berserker and uh, then go to the side.
2: Get out the way.
1: They're leaving under- Undertaker's kind of by himself in one of the corners and then everybody else is kind of close to each other. Hercules, Hercules and Warlord standing next to each other. I like to see who's talking to who and figure <laughs> out what the nature of these conversations are. Well, Skinner, Skinner seems to be having some words with Repo Man. Yeah. Uh,
2: Two too- great... Uh- Tag teams specialist from the eighties. Oh, here he is, Doctor Harvey Whippleman.
1: Yeah.
3: Paranoia Schizophrenic.
1: You know, they did they didn't even really introduce Whippleman as the manager yet on TV. No. Have they? Yeah. This this is just kind of a oh yeah, I'm with him now. I guess maybe the idea is, you know, for the New York audience, like, oh, he's hanging out with that guy? I can't I can't root for him.
2: Well <laughs> maybe he's not maybe he's not his manager and he's just his ringside doctor. Like exact, uh, executive. Con-
1: <laughs> the doctor in attendance at ringside, Dr. Harvey Whippleman. Yeah. And the referees for this hour of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sid getting into it with the nasty boys. Really trying to win your love mm-hmm. more than ever.
2: Well, he's uh, success. Yeah. Successful. <laughs>
1: There's there's a lot of big names in this. I mean, some of them are pretty washed, like Hercules and and Skinner. But oh my God, I mean, you know this. I mean, and we don't even have Flair and Hogan in that ring yet. Oh, they they're doing the full Goldberg walk for Flair.
2: And look at that robe, a nice different robe he's got
3: on.
1: He's got the yellow, uh, the yellow piss, piss colored robe.
3: Well, all right.
1: Well, if your urine looks healthy, that's the color it should be. (laughs) <laughs> no, technically,
2: if your urine is healthy, it should be clear, with no hints at all. Really? That's what they say. I don't
1: know. Well, it should have something in it. I mean, you're ejecting bad stuff from the body,
2: but you're drinking so much water that it's so watered down that it's not—it's not even clear. It's just clear. But we we'll really? say that's—we'll say that's a good color.
1: Are we really debating urine? <laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: uh, Why not?
1: Uh, Berser- Berserker is definitely making a spectacle of himself here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, seriously I, I, Oh, God Alright So Hogan's coming down So while he's coming down, I'm going to make my prediction As to who wins this battle royal
1: Okay No spaghetti straps for Hogan today
2: I will say that the winner Of this battle royal is
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what, I'm going to say Berserker because they're like pushing him <laughs> So Ooh. I'll say Berserker.
1: Ooh, oh, nice. okay. So Berserker would go on to win a forty-man in the summer. So, no. so let's let this play out. I'm not even going to attempt play-by-play play and just observe things that I find and are interesting.
2: Did it, Sid already go over the rope?
1: Um, no. I think, I think they do, They think they went underneath. Oh, okay. I like the fact that uh, Martell is. Well, uh, oh, Martell and Bossman are paired up because they had the match earlier on the show.
2: Yeah,
1: Flair wearing the same color trunks as Hogan. That's why Hogan is choking him with a shirt. Yes. And Pi- uh, Piper Hogan, is laying in.
2: Yeah, Hogan and Piper. Hogan and Piper teaming up against the boss man. There's mm-hmm. Berserker and Montel teaming up against the boss man? There's yeah. oh, Sid grabbing uh, Brian Nobbs again, so that Bushwhacker Luke can hit him. I love that.
1: No, no that was Bushwhacker Butch. Oh Butch, excuse yeah. me.
2: All right, <laughs> Boss Man's about ready to throw Montel over, and no. Uh,
1: yeah, it looks like Sags was eliminated. Oh no, no, he's coming back in. Yeah, he went underneath the rope. Okay.
2: Oh, look at that. Butch and uh Hogan teaming up against the other Terry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh Hogan Hogan always with Warlord in battle royals. That's the question I'd have to ask Warlord is what the hell? <laughs> why did you why do you always get eliminated by Hogan in every battle royal? I don't I, I don't care for it. What the fuck when is, Yeah.
2: Wouldn't it be really funny if you went up to him and you just went, what the hell? And he goes, I know, I know. Why does Hogan always eliminate me?
1: (laughs) Well, that would show he's been listening to the podcast. (laughs) Mr. Warlord, you're always welcome on this podcast anytime to say say whatever you want, so long as it's not of a political nature.
2: As I texted you today or yesterday or whatever, when we were talking about when I said you should go meet him anyway, I said, you need to go there and tell him that he's the better Terry. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and he's gonna be like Taylor. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> well, everybody, I'm
1: not, I'm not a fucking piece of poultry over here.
2: <laughs> I said you should go meet the good Terry. <laughs> the
1: good well, Terry. The, the one thing I have to tell you is, it's after a Bruins game that day, and I'm going. I'm definitely going to the game. They're playing Pittsburgh, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fuck the Penguins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I gotta keep an eye on him, and the next time that he does some kind of an appearance, I need to figure out if it's if it's doable to go to.
1: What if it's in, like, Albany? Would you go out wow. and stay, stay with Bob Heck of Bob Heck Entertainment?
2: Sure. Or at the very least, I would go and stay in a hotel out there. Okay. And then go meet Bob. Yeah. You know? Hey, he's got a new house. He bought oh. a new house, so it's very well... Did Sid just hit Piper with the friggin' ring bell?
1: It, I don't think it was the bell. It looked like something else.
2: Oh, maybe but, it was Dr. Harvey Whippleman's medical bag.
1: I think it was, yes. Hmm. Oh look at that! Uh, Hogan and one of the nasty boys there. Yeah. Oh, there's not friend, th- the nasty boys ganging up on Hogan. Well, It'd be funny if Hogan got eliminated like right now, <laughs> with like 15 guys still there. And you, and you know, he would still be
2: pissed that like, how did I not win?
1: Well, he ended up on the outside of the ring here right now, but obviously he, yeah, he went out under. So
2: it just, I, like, I don't know if I would hate Hogan. Now, as a person, like, I feel like Hogan now is a person, even though he has been known to do some sketchy things in the last decade. But even like now, Hogan seems like he's not that horrible of a person Mm. comparatively. But like, Hogan at this time, you know, he's just such an asshole. It's crazy to think that in the Hogan warrior issue, warrior was the asshole. Hogan wasn't like, how is that possible that Hogan was not the biggest asshole?
1: Well, here's here's the thing about Hogan in this time period, and I think this applies to any if you take any top guy Hmm. in any sport at the end of their run, they probably would turn into assholes because they're they're. Feelings of what their self worth is clearly exceeds what their actual value at the time is because sure. Hogan Hogan's value had declined, but he wasn't willing to accept that yet. So he does come off as a bit of an asshole. Yeah, I don't I don't know why I'm trying to explain how Hogan's psycho- like <laughs> like like why he is the way that he is. I mean, mm. it's now it's now been almost seven years since those uh, comments came out. Which the only reason why I know is it was July of um. 2015 so i was on vacation in san francisco at the time when it happened and i was like well that's the end of him <laughs> when all that came out
2: and, and which in all reality i mean everybody has said things inappropriately at one point or other in their life yeah and i mean it was completely like had that never happened like had those never come out you never would have known what hulk hogan thought in that one instance of like, I'm not trying to defend racist comments at all, but I mean, it's like it's kind of like you take the whole of the I mean, I guess that's probably how he really feels about everybody anyway. But, you're, like, you know, it's like,
1: real. You're really consorting yourself trying to defend Hogan here. <laughs> I'm
2: not. I don't want to. I don't want to defend Hogan. Up oh, there goes Berserker.
1: Oh uh, well, not quite. Nope, not really. H- Hogan will probably flip him no, out. Come
2: on. No, 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 And
1: no. there he goes.
2: That's the guy I thought he was the first one eliminated. That's the guy. <laughs> I thought he was the first one <laughs> you suck, pal. <laughs> he was the first one eliminated.
1: No, no, Butch Butch was out before him.
2: Oh, he was. But,
1: oh. Um, yeah. Oh, in the immortal words of Shawn. Oh, there goes Skinner. In the more yeah. words of Sean Waltman. Hulk Hogan, you suck, pal. <laughs> uh. Yeah.
2: All right, there goes Cotto. So Skinner's out, Cotto's out, Paul Diamond's taking the night off.
1: Yeah, uh, we're Jesus. Yeah, we we gotta get rid of some of the dead wood in here and, and narrow it. The, like what the fuck is Jim Brunzel still doing there? This is the year of our lord, nineteen ninety-two here. This is not eighty-six. All right. I don't see I don't see <laughs> Brian Blair out there. Brian
2: Blair is oh uh, doing a double noggin knocker oh, on Repo Man, and Martel. Repo Man and Martell.
1: Repo Man and Martell. I wonder if Martell is has it out for Repo Man after the way he was injured as a member of Strike Force. <laughs> These are the things that I think of. That's oh your my dream. God.
3: Though.
2: That's your dream—is continuing various feuds from previous gimmicks.
1: Yeah, like just because Martel's a model now and Smash is now a Repo Man doesn't mean that they resolve the issues that they had with each other. Oh, look at Hogan and Hogan and Hercules—two of the Mega Powers going at it. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe in an extended Mega Power family. Hercules was the third one, as you know, a seance was done in Venice Beach or some shit. A seance. Oh, it was all mentioned on the Brother Love show. It was a seance. And there goes her- satanic black magic. Oh. Sick shit.
2: Oh. And there oh.
1: goes Hercules.
2: Oh, there goes the model. The model yep. man's
1: out. Yeah, her yeah, Martel was like, All right, Hercules is out. You get somebody's gonna toss me right now. Get me out of here.
2: Wallet's still in there, right?
1: Um yeah he is. He's uh going at it with uh Chris Walker in the corner. Boy, we gotta well, keep- come on, come on! War- oh, there it, Davy Boy, Davy Boy going after Warlord. There it is. <laughs> there it is.
2: Piper and the Undertaker locking up there. Yeah. Nasty Boy's going after Sid Justice is kind of
3: odd.
1: Hey, they they fear no man. Uh, Flair Flair is up on Hogan's shoulders, and Sid saved him. Some Horseman solidarity there.
2: Is Warlord gone yet? No, here he is. Okay. Yeah, he's still in the corner tangling with Davey.
1: Okay,
3: mm-hmm. good.
2: I, I'm keeping an eye on the warlord because I want to see if Hogan throws him out.
1: No, who's he going up
2: against? Oh, Chris Chavez. That's he,
1: Chris is. Walker. Chris Walker, <laughs> sorry. It's too many oh there Chris's.
2: goes Oh, there goes Snobbs.
1: Uh, <laughs> that, that, was was that, was, that was Sags. That was the black haired guy. And Knobs was Knobs was tied up in the rope, which meant that the top rope was a little lower, and Luke just got thrown over it.
2: There goes Luke. So the Bushwhackers are officially gone.
1: Yeah. So we are starting. I mean, all right. There goes
2: Chris Walker.
1: All right, the Warlord got an elimination. That's good. Good. I'm glad. Good. Good. Jim Brunzell,
2: I think, is out now.
1: All right, Hogan and Warlord are facing off in the corner. You know what that means.
3: <laughs>
1: Here <it> comes. <laughs> all right, Terry. Not you. Not you, uh, Belaya. <laughs> yeah, the volume is very low on the play-by-play here, but it is Gorilla, Brain, and Lord Al.
2: Oh.
1: Oh, oh. that was a good Lord Al. Uh, oh, no.
2: Brian Nobbs' head is getting busted into the mat by Sid Justice.
1: I think they're Sid doing Justice a... Sid
2: Justice being violently here to <laughs> Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boy fame.
1: Oh, what is this? Oh. Bulldog and Hogan teaming up against Warlord. Uh, I I am in heaven.
2: (laughs) Does it count if they both get him out?
1: Well, let's 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 see who gets credit. Whoever gets the last touch. Oh, Oh,
2: there goes goes Flair! Piper got and Repo Man. Piper and Repo Man both go out.
1: Huh? How about that? And Warlord's still there.
2: And it looks like it looks like oh, it looks like Brian Nobbs is trying to get Piper out. Wow. I didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, Brian Brian Knobbs is a real survivor between this and the ninety one Royal Rumble, him being yeah, one of the yeah. final three.
2: There goes Piper. Piper yeah, just gets Sid, out of Sid got Sid. him
1: out. So now we're down to seven. The final seven are Brian Knobbs, Boss Man, Sid, Warlord, Undertaker, Hogan, Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. So oh I love that I love this alliance between Repo Man and Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> There's the alliance you never knew you wanted. <laughs> All right, War- oh, Look
2: at the Undertaker attacking Warlord. Now that's a feud we needed, was the Undertaker versus Warlord.
1: Undertaker, Warlord should have main-evented a mania. For- I'm pretty sure in
2: my Hasbro league they did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a pr- proven draw in the number one uh, metropolitan area of the territory.
4: <laughs> and you,
1: Undertaker,
2: will be no exception to that rule.
1: <laughs> what was Warlord's record at WrestleMania? Uh, Lost at five, lost at seven. I don't think he was even at eight. I don't yeah, think he he was, a, at,
2: was he at six?
1: No. He had just been uh, sold to Slick and Barbarian-faced Tito, not so he was.
2: So he was 0-2 in WrestleMania?
1: 2. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, maybe they'll have another gimmick battle royal, and he'll win that.
3: Yeah. Why did
1: Hogan put his head down? A cardinal mistake for a ring veteran.
3: Hmm.
1: We haven't had a, an elimination in a little bit here. Oh no! Under- oh, oh,
2: Undertaker's out. Undertaker's well, out. Well, not not
1: quite out. because Bossman is. Ow. And uh, yeah, he is out. Bossman eliminated Undertaker. I didn't see that coming. Nope. So, so I- Warlord's in the final six. Dude, what the hell is going on right now? The warlord and Bob
2: and Brian and Brian Knobs are both in this still?
1: Hey, you got to have some red herrings in there. It's okay to have a red herring as long as it's not a red rooster. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's a tailor-made man at this time.
3: Here
2: comes the red herring.
1: <laughs> Bossman and Warlord. Huh. Yeah. The,
2: pow- the powers of pain versus the Twin Towers. <laughs> Little rematch. Oh, and Brian Knobbs getting a low blow kick from the big lost man. Hey, Sid Justice po- hanging
1: on. Powers of Pain and the Twin Towers were both at uh, uh Survivor Series '88. Dang, as yes. team captains, and holy shit! All right, we're down to Davey five.
2: Davy Boy gets thrown out by Sid Justice. So, so I guess Sid, no repeat of the Royal Albert Hall.
1: Sid's in there with Boss Man, Brian Knobbs, Hogan, and Warlord. And Hogan and Warlord are going off by themselves in a corner. So I'm pretty sure we know what's going to happen now. Oh, they just mentioned Davy Boy winning the uh, savva Trophy from the Robert Hall. <laughs> lava
2: <Sab-a-va-va-la-va>
1: Trophy. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say. There's,
2: there's two buddies hanging out right there.
1: Yeah. Brian Brian who who is definitely not passed away. <laughs> oh, but
2: oh, he, and there goes out. and there so, goes so
1: <laughs> Warlord Final Four. The
3: Look Final this.
2: Four. No, oh come on! I mean, it's gotta be. I can't imagine it's Hogan and Sid. I'm gonna say Hogan and Sid are gonna get eliminated by boss man
1: Well, that would be that would be an interesting finish here. But Warlord making it this far. Oh, there, but, nope, there uh, uh,
2: uh, nope, there he goes. Uh, ah
1: there he is. Ah, Jimmy. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? All right, so Hogan it's
0: and... So oh, my God! bossman has gone! It's Hogan and Sid! Yeah. Well, look
1: at the crowd. Wow. All you, all you see is arms in the air. They are ready for this. Yeah, New, New York wanted Hogan and Sid right now.
2: It's so it's... funny that Hogan... Eliminated. He always what's the deal with that And the wall? You have to uh you won't ask him, you won't be there. We're getting him on in an interview. I'm gonna interview him. You don't have to, but I will.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna do a call. I need to figure out how to record a call on Skype, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get him to do a Skype interview with me, and I'm gonna ask him these questions. I'm gonna <laughs> ask him about Survivor Series 88. I'm gonna ask him his thoughts on the double turn. I'm gonna ask him about why the war why Hogan was always the one to freaking throw him out. what other like obscure questions can we ask him
1: well Keith I'm going to remind you that this is not 60 minutes (laughs) I must have missed 60 minutes
2: Uh, yeah (laughs) what are your thoughts on the current crisis in Ukraine
1: (laughs) warlord stands with Ukraine
2: (laughs) Terry Sapinski the world wants to know
1: the irony is that the warlord is actually staunchly anti-war which is interesting that he calls himself a warlord yes Yeah.
2: Well he figures if he's the supreme
1: leader of all
2: what is fucking Earl Hebner getting in the way for? Yeah. What uh, the fuck is that all about?
1: Yeah, that was weird.
2: What what was that
1: all about? A fucking ref Um, bump This
2: this is what it's this is when it becomes fucking stupid.
1: A ref bump in a battle royal?
2: (laughs) It's a battle royal. Who fucking cares what happens?
1: Ah! Sid just ran him into the turnbuckle. That was fantastic. I love it.
2: Like, like, why, why even do like? Seriously, though, but like, all right, let's just replay what happened here. Hogan, Hogan had Sid in the corner. He got up on the second rope and did his, you know, his punches, his ten punches of Doom. There, yeah, and like four punches in. Oh, see now the referee's not going to see it.
1: Yeah, and now Sid's on the floor. He was thrown over the top. Hogan. Oh,
2: come on. This is oh, fucking. This is uh, so bullshit. He bag from Harvey
3: Whippleman.
1: So he hit him with the Whippleman bag.
3: Him. Well, the referee,
1: and threw him out. He rolled Hogan out underneath the bottom rope. And he declared victory. And the referee is now coming to. Geez, what What a fucking surprise. Like,
2: this is, again, this is what makes me so <laughs> angry about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> It's like, it's just the fucking bullshit that this guy had to pull rank to try to get fucking Vince to, like, give him, like, he, he, I didn't go into the bottom rope, brother. Like, it's just like, I'm not going to lose to Sid. That's not going to work for me, bro. Oh, no problem, Hulk. We'll do a fucking schmoz finish so that way you can still save face.
1: Has there ever been a battle royal with Hogan and Mil Mascaris? And did it ever actually end? Because did, did either guy agree to be eliminated? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, they did kind of the uh, Austin and Brett finish from the 97 Rumble here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Hogan Hogan gets rolled underneath the bump, So we don't even get, like, a actual elimination. But, no. hon- honestly, it comes off as, like... Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You, it comes you, off very poorly. You did. You did eliminate him and you actually weren't eliminated. But come on. Like, it's been nothing but years of this shit.
2: Hogan. Just looks like such a, he looks like such a he was just such a dick in 92. You know, the shine was really. Go- oh, and now here he goes. He's going to complain about it.
1: Well, I'm, we're not going to watch this, or, or, or do we want to bet on? Yeah. Hogan? yeah. No, no, the audio. The audio no, else. I don't
2: want to bet on Hogan, but I just want to hear how fucking much he complains about this fucking the the battle royal, oh. Mister fucking self selfless here. Well, I. I... All right, let's
1: listen see, to him. See, this kind of sucks because the editing. I'm going to have to really raise the volume on this. So, apologies if the audio quality on this is not that great, guys and gals. We have women who listen to podcasts, right? Mm Yeah.
2: The out-and-out winner, Hulkster. Well, you know,
5: chicanery, Gorilla Monsoon, is putting it kind of lightly. You know, I thought Madison Square Garden we were going to find out if Sid Justice just did rule the world, brother. But you know, Sid Justice... Hulk Hogan rules, and as far as I'm concerned, everything you've done since you've been in the WWF has been a cowardly act. Where'd you go? Did you step on my tail? You know, brother, you're the biggest coward I've ever been in the ring with. And once I threw you over the top of the rope, brother, in the battle royal in Madison Square Garden, I proved to Ric Flair, who also is a coward, I proved to Sid Justice and everybody else in there that Hulkamania is gonna rule in 1992. And as far as WrestleMania goes, as far as Sid Justice goes, as far as Ric Flair goes, I'm hunting down Jack Tunney right now, brother. I'd like to get my hands on both of those guys at the same time. You know, Roddy Roddy Piper is a little upset too, Mr. Flair, because right now Roddy Piper should be the Intercontinental champ and the WWF champ. So give the devil as due, boys. Hawkamania, the four commandments, the training, the prayers, the vitamins. Next time I get them a Madison Square Garden Gorilla Monsoon, you're going to see Hulk Hogan, how you never seen him before, and what you're going to do when Hulk Hogan serves his own brand of justice on you.
1: I love the look on Gorilla's face there at the end when you can see his his face behind Hogan. It's like, uh, all right, Hogan, let's fucking wrap this up. Like, he wants to play the music like it's at the Oscars.
2: Mm. <laughs> Again,
1: Gorilla going, I-
2: Seriously, Vince, aren't we done with this guy's fucking bullshit yet? Actually, was the next time Hogan in Madison Square Garden? What had he, had WCW played at Madison Square Garden during the Hogan? You know, man, I would like to help you out. <laughs> That's it, gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's how gorilla said. Yeah. <laughs> had WCW been at Madison Square Garden like during the Hogan Good Guy era, or was it once when they became like he was NWO?
1: What, what do you, what do you mean? Like WCW never ran MSG. They ran, they ran the Paramount theater or whatever, but
2: they never were at MSG. Like not even,
1: that's why that ROH new Japan show was so historic was because no, nobody had run MSG for, for wrestling. Like that, that was the first non WWF show. Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, WCW never went up to. They never went up like even.
1: They ran. During... They ran. They ran the Meadowlands because they could. Huh. Yeah, they did the title really? change. They well, did the title. Okay. They did the title change with Flair winning the title back from Sting in huh. January of '91. Unfortunately, there was a blizzard and only four thousand showed up. They... <laughs> Something like that.
2: Huh. That's so weird that WCW never did. Hmm. Because you would think that like at some point during the attitude era wcw would have had you know one thing or something you know
1: yeah but uh, you know you got exclusive deals and and all that all that sort of stuff of course oh, uh, you
2: know i'm looking on the history of wwe.com And it says WCW at New York City's Madison Square Garden, November 26, 1994. Canceled. The show was initially scheduled to feature WCW world champion Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair before Flair was retired in October. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up that they were supposed to have a a show and that they ended up not having a show. Huh. Because I was going to say, when Hogan said, you're never going to see Hulk Hogan like you have before, I thought maybe that would be like the next time he's armed <laughs> at the with He was NWO Hogan, and that would have been funny. Here we go. This is great. You get to see this again.
1: What, Sid helping up the referee? Because he's a oh, nice I guy. Thought,
2: oh, I thought it was when he was going to throw him in the turnbuckle again. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: like, I like how the referee had just been viciously attacked by Sid, but when Sid helps him up, he... Immediately believes him I'm like, sure. All right. I buy that. You threw Hogan over the top rope. I feel. believe it. Yeah, I believe it.
2: All right. Well, that was fantastic. We got down. We got up. We
0: got funky and we got bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, sure I, the, did. this thing ran very long here. But I mean, we, we the, it was because we backed it up to, for the entrances for the Battle Royale. I mean, it was almost like an entirely second show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like 20 all- minutes. It was like 20 minutes of entrances or like one triple H entrance. It's
3: it's all good.
1: <laughs> I I love the fact that um this will be the third WrestleMania that I've attended with no Undertaker match. And it's like it's <laughs> almost like I cherry picked them. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, that's really funny.
1: <laughs> like that the, the only the only WrestleManias with no Undertaker match since 2000 and I've attended I will have attended all of them. Hmm. Although I do, I do wonder why I bought tickets for both nights. I probably should have only done it for one night. Oh well, it's fine. What's done is done. What's and done
3: that,
1: is done. And that's that. And that's that. <laughs> how yeah.
2: much? Are you, how much are the tickets for each night?
1: If you don't mind me uh, asking, if you don't com- want to say it, that's fine. Uh the combo ticket was like uh, 65, 70 for each night, something like that.
2: That's not terrible though.
1: I'm I'm there, I'm there for the stadium yeah yeah it's uh are
2: your seat like are your seats like are you in like a group or are your seats like kind of just like you're on your own
1: uh i'm a I'm away from everybody else but it's uh fairly close so you know like people, Tampa yeah yeah well the first night in Tampa the second night in Tampa I just went down and sat with them because it was just oh. cardboard cardboard cutouts keeping people you know, <laughs> you know it's fine that's right yeah the, dude, the dude 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 I fucking me. On the Saturday night,
2: <laughs> that's just like you were next to the freaking cardboard cutout.
1: Cardboard cutout with this like twenty-eight year old mm. dude who's fucking—he's eye fucking he's me. Sure, I'm like, all right, well, you know, what what are we doing here? Like, I have to. <laughs> he's He's. No! The guy was a dewy, he was a dewy mess because of the, you know, the rain delay too. A dewy mess. Don't don't forget, don't forget about the rain delay.
2: I just think it was so funny. I think I asked you. I was like, did you stop talking to the cardboard cutouts? <laughs> can't I can't I can't understand
1: what's going on right now.
2: <laughs> can't have can't have this in this jerk.
1: Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, th- thank th- th- thank thank you for joining me, and and I look forward to our brunching tomorrow because. I, um, I know
2: I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, after you fucked up dinner plans tonight.
2: Oh, take it easy.
1: You, you, you mean... Whatever. I'm not even Brit- British Batman. Give me a break. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll, you ba- know what? Ba- ba- Batman talks like Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to need you next... Uh, I need you to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to quote lines in the movie that Batman says, but as Lord Alfred Hayes. That's your okay. homework, son. That's your homework. Because next time we're going to do the March 1st episode of Challenge, for which we're not going to miss any of the big stuff from superstars, but I covered the February 29th superstars on uh, the regular podcast about two years ago. So, you know, I don't like to repeat stuff. I want to keep keep the material fresh, except for that (laughs) Saturday night's main event from 92, which I feel like I've covered a hundred times, but, you know. But again, thank, thank you so much for joining me, Keithy. I, I, I appreciate it. There's, there's, there's nothing better than this. And please, if you've enjoyed whatever it is that we've been doing for the last two-plus hours here, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever fine podcast reviews are accepted because it provides what is known as social proof that you are listening to and enjoying this podcast. Keithy's on Twitter at Flounder824. I am on Twitter at... Allentown Pod. You can email greeksmalentown at gmail.com and tune in next time for another exciting edition of GFA Live
2: Who are you? Oh, I'm Batman!